No, he didn't slam you. He didn't bump you. He didn't nudge you. He rubbed you. And rubbing son is racing. Welcome everybody to Locked On iRacing um, podcast. That's what we're at. I'm here searching up Tom Clancy stuff, and I almost went Tom Clancy. That's okay. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson. I'm joined tonight on this very, very special night that's not going at all to plan. By let's start with the, the top, Alex McKellar. How are you going, mate? I'm doing well, mate. Great to be here on this auspicious occasion. That's it. We're also joined tonight by the one, the only, Braden Martin. How are you going? Not too bad, not too bad. Long I, week, but happy to come uh, sit and talk some rubbish with you guys. I, I feel like I set your webcam up and you just decide to go out of frame all the time, but that's okay. We're live. It's all good. Uh, his his mo- mood will go up and down depending on how his footy tips go tonight, so we'll see how we go. We're joined also <laughs> by Alex John. How are you going? Hey, good. Good to be here. Now we can see uh, all of the editing that has to go on. <laughs> has to in go into this. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, so full disclosure, Alex might get swept off the face of this earth in a sec by a storm, but we will go keep on going. We're also joined by Timmy Buckets Court. How are you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. You've put me in a good mood, Wilco. You've put me in a good mood. <laughs> I'd do that. I said to a guy today, um, he said, uh, how are you going? I said, good seeing you because I know there's always got to be worse in my life. I could always be worse. So I, I guess that's how I feel to you. So welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this very special night. Yes, we have been doing this for a year. You couldn't tell for the last two weeks because we haven't put out an episode because life has got in the way of just about every single person here on the on the team. So uh, sorry for the two week of no podcast, but we are here to uh, celebrate what's been a very eventful year. Uh, we... I've just got the episodes up right here in front of me, although it's telling me about a podcast I have, series I haven't done for a very, very long time. So let's go to actually Locked on iRacing. The very first episode. Can you remember exactly the date, Braden, that we did this thing for the first time ever? I can't remember the exact date, but I remember us jumping in uh, using Audacity to record something <laughs> only about... 10 or 15 minutes, I think, was the plan, and it probably blew over like every other podcast we did <laughs> for the first for the first few weeks um, and has pretty much continued through. It must have been, what, uh, end of February or early early March? Well, we, we, de- we decided to do a very, very small intro trailer to the podcast that was just going to tell people what we were doing and when we we're going to do it. We uploaded it on the 18th of March, uh, 2021, and it was 10 minutes and eight seconds. Um, which... We didn't go over time. It's a miracle. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, we then officially dropped the very, very first episode, which was uh, just a nice, short, quick one to let everyone know what was happening in the in the local iRacing community, just, you know, the news and events. It was only an hour and four minutes for our very first episode, uh, for our half-hour half bi-weekly, uh, once-a-fortnightly episode, uh, episode or podcast on the 25th of March, exactly one year to the date tonight. So that's just actually very good coincidence. Um, so that's where we've come. We've put in a, a massive amount of episodes to do with uh, the fact that we had, um, what do we call it, uh, interview podcasts in there as well. So we did 39 last year, straight up episodes. Uh, we also did, uh, we've done another nine this year. Uh, we're also looking at apparently around about 25 podcasts to do with interviews. 
Um, so quick math puts that at about, you know, 60 odd. Yeah. So, uh, in a year, 60 odd episodes of a podcast is not too bad. Thank you for everyone who has been listening to us over this time. We've hit some, uh, crazy numbers, obviously, We'll start with um, the biggest month in our history, which was February this year when um, uh, Macrogate hit and we had a chat to young Mike and we got our biggest episode and then we followed it up with our next biggest episode and our next biggest episode and our next biggest episode. So um, that was uh, some craziness and obviously we know why. Lots of drama in the Australian iRacing community, um, but it was good fun to cover it all it wasn't good fun but it was it was interesting anyway and it's still going on in the background that we, we still don't have a resolution to this which is a, the annoying part uh this year we brought on actually last year we brought on young alex mckellar mate we brought you on towards the end of last year and then we had a little uh guesting appearance by alex john and then timmy came on this year officially when alex john did as well it was normally Alex, uh, AJ jumping in just when he won everything, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> we interviewed him. You stopped inviting me back. <laughs> Hence the trophies. Hence yeah. the trophies. There, there's, if you're watching the live stream, which uh, hopefully you are, locked on lads. Uh, I don't know, what is it? Twitch.tv slash locked on lads, locked on lads, YT on, face, on YouTube and locked on lads on Facebook. Alex John has perfectly put those trophies in the background from the from his Aussie car wins. So congratulations on that. Um. Can I start with the top again? Alex McKellar, what's it been like? I, you've got some history with iRacing podcasts in the past, which is really good. You've got some history with some guy called Ben Snell. I've, I apologize for that. But what's it like jumping back in the saddle and jumping behind the mic and, and coming along when you did in uh, in our last year? Yeah, it's been good. I've enjoyed uh, scratching that itch again. Um, you know, I had an idea in my head when I did it originally with a, with a top split podcast and, and, uh, I, again, enjoyed, uh, doing that and talking to different people and, and those sorts of things. And then this was another avenue for me to, to get out that, you know, it's just like an outlet for the, the, the stuff that's inside that you want to talk about with this stuff. Uh, and it's great way to connect with people with a, a similar mindset, similar interests. And, you know, you, you learn a bit, you, you get to, like I said, scratch that itch and get it all out. Uh, and it's good, mate. It's been a good, good, enjoyable experience. I'm definitely glad you came along. It definitely gave us some credibility, you'd reckon, Braden. Yeah, yeah, us two buffoons who that's don't know stretch. what we're doing. <laughs> uh, that's no, a stretch. definitely. No, no, definitely. That's when this podcast started to take off, wasn't it? Oh, the numbers here, you can see, just went through the roof. Uh, the problem is we don't put your face on, on camera enough, McKellar, because it's a, such a beautiful face. That beard is amazing. Um, oh, mate, there's a few better ones out there. Uh, Snell, uh, even Ira I saw when he was here that time. He's an outstanding beard. But Snell, uh, not only is it is it flaming red, it's just extensive and, and certainly awe-inspiring. Especially when it's out the side of his uh, drift car. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, definitely. So, Alex, John, I want to go to you, mate. You joined us at the start of this year. You obviously had a few interviews with us when you won everything under the sun uh, by being the most consistent driver in the history of everything. Uh, what, did, what, what, what have you enjoyed so far and what brought you on in the first place? Uh, look, I've really enjoyed the um, maybe the, the unscripted moments that come out of the, the podcast. So, you know, generally um, we've had some really good moments with the, the people chatting about their racing and then they might just raise a, an issue or something they've learnt that week. And um, and I love how it leads on to a, 
a greater uh, conversation about you know something that maybe some people didn't didn't know about or um or you know just something that that we've all learnt in the process of doing this and so uh, it's been been uh, really good fun and enjoyable to do it and um, not just to come on here and, and talk about myself all the time. But that's all we want to hear about is is you, and that's all everyone wants to hear about, mate. The voice that that sues the nation. We we talk about now, Timmy Corn. I'll go to you because I want to come back to the special host that's been on for the the most episodes other than me. Uh, but Timmy, you came on this year. Uh, I know it's a scary moment to jump in with these, but us idiots. But what did what? How did you go when jumping on with us? Uh, good, good. Yep. Would you like more than that? Or? Yeah, that'd be great. No, like, it... <laughs> No, look, it's been enjoyable. Uh, look, firstly, um, since joining Locked On Lads, I've enjoyed being a part of the group. It's it's a good little community and a good network. And and um, I think one of the, the great things about the, the the community. Sorry if you can, can you hear that noise in the background? Oh God, thank God, my my partner and son are having baths um, and screaming. Uh, look, the, the community of Locked On Lads for me has been, um, you know, I think a really good part that I've added to my life. And I think that the enjoyment that I have with the group of guys that are in that group is fantastic. And, and uh, you know, adding that I racing and look, I, there's games that I enjoy being a part of. And I think sometimes I get a little bit bored with them pretty quickly. And I racing is one game that I've enjoyed doing for a long period of time, but the community that we've, we've been a part of has assisted with that. And I think this, this podcast is just another level to that. So, you know, I'm no expert at racing i'm no expert at podcasts but um you know i'm happy to have a chat and have a laugh and you know learn as much as i can from people that are on the podcast and share some of my downfalls to hopefully learn some more things well that is good i'm glad you did come on board because you once again added a little bit of credibility you are one of the fastest people we're um in our, in the team besides the other two fastest in in locked on racing side you're the fastest you're definitely faster than brayden is that right brayden oh no no, he's not. Oh, who knows? I don't know. Why do we have you on here, Tim? I don't know. Uh, so I can do graphics. That's oh, that's it. it. The graphics fan, if you are enjoying the graphics, say, say share that to Tim. He's done an, an amazing job of that. Uh, look, Braden, I put the call out back in February last year, I think, when someone jokingly said we should do a podcast when I was doing the Man Cave episodes. And you jumped up and put your hand up and said, yeah, cool, let's do this. How much do you regret that right now? <laughs> the, my time throughout the week probably regrets it a little bit, but <laughs> especially in those early days when we were recording two or three interviews in a week sometimes, plus the uh, the podcast itself um, with just the two of us. But no, I've really enjoyed it. I think I might have been the person that was harassing you in the uh, Man Cave chat to, to chuck up an iRacing podcast as well. So I guess I had to stand up if I was going to start making those kind of calls, didn't I? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm Look, it came from a weird spot. Like time has killed us, right? Um, we we want to do so much more. We've wanted to do so much more for a long time. That's why you see five people here right now instead of the two or the three that we were going to start with, because we need the the break and we need to be able to do more stuff. And we we loved on a, that was the weird thing, right? We were putting interviews in with the normal episodes and we we're doing them in. They were becoming two hour episodes at the start, weren't they, Braden? A two and a half hour episode, but like. Our best content here is the interviews that we're doing and we split it up and apparently everyone wants to hear us talk about our races and the news and results. I think from what it works out is they probably just want to listen to the news and results and they want to hear us shut up. We've got a comment about that later. We will get to. Um, <laughs> but 
it was weird seeing that these interviews, these things that we were painstakingly setting all this effort into weren't the biggest episodes of the week. Was that weird for you? Because it was weird for me. Yeah, it was a little bit weird, but in a sense, it also didn't bother me too much because I enjoyed doing those so much. And like some of the people that we've had a chance to talk to, like it was just interesting for me. It was someone who, you know, people I'd like to just talk to, whether it was recorded or not recorded anyway. So, um, although, yeah, it was a bit strange because it felt like, you know, there was some really, really good content there for um, a lot of people to listen to and, and learn from, from people who are much better um, at things like, uh, than us, you know, for example, Madison Down or, you know, on the um, broadcasting side, people like Jay Kennedy, um, you know, commentators like, you know, Ryan Jones and David Haynes, you know, all these really quality people within the community have, you know, amazing stories to tell and much more skills than we certainly do. Um, so it is surprising that uh, maybe they didn't quite pick up as the way we liked I would have liked them to do. But again, having said that, I really enjoyed doing them and I learned a lot from it. So it definitely was um, a positive experience for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, yeah, I, it was one, there's a couple of moments in there where we got responses from people that was like, yes, I want to be on the podcast. And, and I shared moments with you when people like Madison Down liked our page and slipped into our Discord and we're like, this is not going where I expected it to. I expected it to, to be just me and you just mucking around for an hour a week and or half hour a week as it started and, you know, hit 20, 30 people listening to it and going nowhere. But all of a sudden when you start getting things like that happen, you start getting people like Emery on the podcast. You start getting Ryan Jones, which you know isn't isn't really big, but you know, um, love you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> but you get people like Reese Gardner, and uh, but yeah, some of the people we got on was, was amazing. And but yeah, you, you you bust your ass, and no one listens to it. But it's um, well, not no one. It was it, they were still good episodes, and they still had lots to listen to. But that was the content I was enjoying the most from the start. Um, Braden, favorite favorite interview. You got to pick one out. Come on, favorite first you interviewed. Oh, favorite interview. I can't, there's no way I can pick one. (laughs) There's a few. I'm not picking one. Uh, You can pick one though. (laughs) I love, love talking to Carl, like finding out a lot more about his backstory. A A lot of stuff that I would have never known if we didn't have that chat with him, his work with, you know, Formula One and IndyCar teams, um, things like that. Like that was super interesting. Um, talking to one of the ones we did early, and um, I still pop into his stream and quite a bit. Um, the the stick, the gaming stick. Yeah. Uh, listening to his work about being a, a NASCAR spotter and NASCAR pit crew. Um, you know that was really really cool. I really enjoyed um, that a lot. And you know if you've ever not seen any of his streams or watched any of Daniel Gray's streams where he's spotted for Daniel, it's just amazing to listen to um, how good he is at spotting and. Um, that was certainly a highlight up there for me, um, for sure as well. Uh, Madison Down, you know, all of the Sims Feed broadcast team, um, all of them have been really, really interesting. And then Emery as well was a really cool one as well. Just you know, knowing how successful some of these people are in in the Sim space, and to get a chance to talk to them has been pretty amazing. And and even can't forget Ira. Like that first time we interviewed Ira, and then all of a sudden we all discovered that Ira is the most interesting man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was um that was definitely cool as well yeah look the story behind ira is just fascinating and i love the man um i i, I do wish that you know things were closer at the moment between us two and, and i I'm, I'm sad about that but the fact that just seeing the some of the stuff he's done and the stuff he's created over this time the stories he's got and the stories that he he, he has but we haven't even heard yet like he alludes to you know this person and this person the people he knows and, and he's, he's 
had in his time is just phenomenal. But uh, Chris Purnell was one of our biggest ones to start with. Um, once again, another person who's sort of vanished from the community, but we now at least have him in history as a as a uh, as an interview for an hour. So that was really good. Um, it's that kind of stuff. So people who do come and go from an iRacing community, as, as we mentioned before, like Tim was saying that, you know, people don't always hang around with things all the time and especially sims that are expensive and, you know, you've, you never, like I've, I've only ever won one race in iRacing. So, you know, that kind of success rate would normally be something that would push someone away. But, um, you know, it's, it's things like that, that, you know, being able to interview people. So, and keep them around forever in in the in the way of podcast was really good. But yeah, there's some really good uh, names out there, and and I'm I'm now going to be uh, really unhappy because I haven't named a whole heap of people. Obviously, Jay Kennedy, even though it took us half a year to get that out, that was an extremely um, interesting episode. And um, Reese Gardner though, just the man is ded- dedicated to another level, and uh, just so professional. Really good stuff. But. And- can't forget David Haynes' interview where he just had a cat <laughs> randomly show up at his house and in through his window and just he sent me a photo like a couple of months ago I think it was of the cat was just back it was just yeah. in his house he just doesn't know where it comes from just this cat this cat turns up and this is what Alex John was talking about before the unscripted stuff like you you can see if you're watching the live stream like we're just not prepared we've put Coder up as we're broadcasting Coder tonight. As instead of the intro of the, the anniversary stream, we've gone live without even putting the recording software up. Um, it's we, we don't prepare for this stuff. We put it, we just chuck it in there and see where it goes. And look, it goes for about two and a half hours usually, and it's yeah, obviously some okay so, content. Chris, Chris hasn't disappeared. He's still hanging around because he's a part of the uh, F1 fantasy. Yes, I did see uh, that. Yeah, I was extremely um, extremely happy to to see that. So. We've got a question about the future and stuff like that. So we'll go to that. I just want to quickly touch on a lot of you guys, obviously, okay, I've been podcasting for, I was trying to find it before when my first podcast was done. It's, it's over 10 years, right? Um, there's a couple people in chat actually from the original days of Armed, which is a community around MechWarrior online, which is still going today and I'm still actually technically a part of, but uh, they're doing a lot of Star Citizen and still MechWarrior Online, which is great. Uh, a podcast called MechNuts. So that started the whole thing. We went to Ultra Super Mega, uh, which we started the Super Mega cast, which I was trying to find the date for that, which was when it really started. We did 115 episodes of that over um, over a couple of years. But out of that was born Locked On Lads, which was the Tom Clancy podcast that we um, we, we made. And it started its first episode on the 7th of December, 2016, a solid five and a half years ago now. Uh, so that's where, if you're in the Discord, Timbo, um, Cal, and also Mr. Buttersocks, that's we all, the four of us, were in that. And we did a stupid amount of years of podcasting of that podcast. And then we turned it into the Man Cave after a six-month hiatus. And from that, we then came into this. That's a bit of a history, but Locked On Lads has been something that's way more than iRacing. I know a lot of you guys have been here since it's became a more an iRacing spot because that's where my interests left, went to, and, and Tom Clancy's stuff fell away. Uh, but we've kept that core of, um, as Tim said before, like just a really nice, tight-knit community that um, looks after each other and has a bit of fun and, and you know, doesn't take, like, 
there's just no shit going on. Like I've been part of a lot of communities where just things fall apart and people get at each other and all that kind of stuff. But um, we just have been lucky enough to stay away from that in Locked On Lads. I think you'd agree for the most of it. So thank you to that community, which is growing in a very interesting direction. It's not where we thought it was five and a half years ago. But um, yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff happening in the future. So before I finish, talk, like, before I talk myself to death, for starters, um, Raiden... You've been here for a long time. Can you think of a favourite moment or anything like that? Oh, favourite moment. I like the cat thing with David. That's <laughs> definitely up there. I just got a fathom, uh, just a random animal walking through my house and the, the calmness of him just to be like, oh, yeah, don't know where this cat's come from. <laughs> That's definitely up there. Um, favourite moment specifically outside of that? It is hard. Probably... Probably getting the chance to like just see. It's not. I guess it's not really a moment, but I guess it's almost like a documented um, history of my progression through iRacing. You know, each week getting a chance to to jump on and chat. And I know that's not one singular moment, but yeah. it's kind of like Vern, Vernie's comment that I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But um, you know, I was no good, <laughs> effectively. You know, sixteen months ago. Um, yeah, I was didn't know that you shouldn't rejoin in front of people, although I mean, talking to Tim from my GT3 race a couple of weeks ago, you, you might still don't, stay, like I still don't know how to do. <laughs> SRW is trying to tell you by giving you 90-second penalties, and it's still not working. I still remember Matt Marsh in my first Aussie car se- uh, season in the first practice session just politely saying, uh, you do know you need to look at your relative before you go back on the track, mate. I was kind of like, oh. Guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of cool to just have you know, really, if I wanted to go back and listen and you know hear about the kind of things I was talking about within my own races uh, from a year ago, I'm sure that'd be very different to the way I talk um, at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Now, Michaela, have you got a favourite thing that's happened out of the podcast at all, or something you've oh, got out of it? Yeah, look, just just if I could reflect a moment on on the interview episodes that you were talking about before, there were there were three that stood out for me. Uh, like you guys, I think the car, the stories behind Carl Withy really fascinated me, uh, and and they were very engaging or told in a very engaging way. Um, the Emery interview, I remember talking to you guys before that, and I thought I thought you guys handled that really really well. Um, there's always the oh it's a girl in iRacing and a girl streamer and all. There's always that angle. That's that's easy. Like it's just you know, but to take it as a serious racer with, you know, all that sort of stuff, just on the racing and the face value, I thought that was done really well. I'd actually seen her on other um, podcasts uh, and it hadn't been handled that way and hadn't been done that way. And I thought that was really good. The And the, and the third one for me, as I think you both mentioned, was um, Jay Kennedy's. Um, I find Jay a, a tremendous individual in terms of that, that concept that you guys have been talking about, building community and investing in community, which you do here, obviously. I do um, with the, the SNL stuff, the Sunday Night Light stuff, and it can be tremendously rewarding. It's, it's a long haul. It can be rewarding in ways that are unseen and unheralded. Um, and the work that Jay puts in, and I know there was a bit of a bumpy ride recently with some stuff in the community, which was, I thought, brutally unfair and unwarranted. Um, but certainly the way he conducts himself day to day, the effort that he puts in and the the long-term effort that he's put in over a, an investment he's made of himself over a long period of time is tremendous. 
Um, and then to see the way he, he sort of expresses everything and he's so open and honest and, and shares everything that he does in those sorts of, in that interview that you did with him as well was, was really good. Really professional in what he does as well. Um, so, yeah, those were the three things in terms of the interviews, but more broadly that have uh, that have stood out over the time. Between us, though, I've enjoyed talking about and rabbiting on about my stuff for people to cheerfully ignore however they want. But um, like I said at the start, it's nice to be able to share some of the thoughts and get that feedback from yourselves and, and um, if there is any broadly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I Yeah. Some of those interviews, like you talk about the Emery one, and that was always the thing. I I didn't want to treat it any differently to any. And we had, I think, we had conversations about that, Braden, going in, like, how do we approach this? And we just did it as normal. We just here's the run sheet here. We 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 respect her very much as a driver and a, and a, and the personality that she actually is. So just to be able to be in, you know, having she take the time to talk to us was something really special. So we wanted to, you know, treat it a bit differently. And we we're glad it came off as well as it did. So it was definitely one of our more favourite episodes. Um, Alex, John, quickly, any any regrets? I mean, favourite moments from, from <laughs> so far? Well, I was thinking, yeah, what what has come out of the um, the Locked On podcast for us, or for me, and regrets is probably a good one because it was probably you guys uh, having a crack at the oval racing, which sort of got uh, Alex and, and I interested um in giving it a go ourselves and and it was i think two or three weeks of um diving in having no idea what we we're doing and realizing just how different that world is and, and how difficult it is to get speed um even if you're only turning left at, at the end of the day it's it's um incredibly hard so going with regrets is is a good way to to pose a question because um not, not that it was a regret, but that that was something that came out of the podcast, and I'm glad we tried it. And it's um it's been interesting listening to you know the the couple of oval guys you've had on as well, and talk about stuff which is like another language, yeah, to me essentially. So uh, I've um, really enjoyed that. Definitely. Um, I just want to quickly shout out to uh, a favorite moment from the Dark Knight. We got one Matthew Mites in um in chat talking about my Ferrari from the Enduro, the Tornado, and we've got the emote now. <laughs> flying across which is still the first thing i see when i open up our facebook page because i think it's one of the highlighted videos um i yeah, yeah. If, it, if anyone hasn't seen it it basically looks like the cow from twister getting thrown <laughs> through the sky but instead it's wilco and he's locked on ferrari uh where, where was that race? it was sebring the... that's why it i hate sebring yeah. yeah i hate sebring uh <laughs> as everyone should but in particularly because of that moment so um let, let's go to the oval expert himself though timmy court mate Regrets. You've got to stop saying that with my results, Jesus. Hey, you're in. That's uh, the main thing. Well, yeah, Ninth at Daytona 500. Come on, mate. Yeah, that was, what was that, three months ago? Come on, no. get over it. Um, <laughs> um, my favourite moment. Uh, well, look, actually, first, before I say anything, can I just talk about unscripted moments? Um, I don't know if you've noticed, Wilco, um, in our Discord right now, in general teams business, Ash, Ashy Bynes has actually, um, Ashy Brewster, sorry, he's a Brewster, yes, it is Brewster, isn't it, from Brewster Coffee, has just posted the Facebook link for tonight's podcast, which says it's actually for tomorrow night. <laughs> Oops, sounds about right. 
I never. If anyone wants to uh, join the team and actually help me out with marketing <laughs> and social media. <laughs> social media, that would be one hundred percent great. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, what he's going to do is he's just going to premiere this podcast again on YouTube, and then it will just play yeah, through. Right. That's what he meant. Yeah, right. And remember those times when we actually were doing premieres of interviews? That didn't work very well, mate. No, that didn't. That's not that. Um, their favorite moment. Look, to be honest, is you know I think you know podcasts. Oh, sorry, the interviews that stand out was Jay, but I won't go into it because because Alex has already covered it. But um, to be honest, probably your Wilco rant. To be honest, you know I think. Um, following up from the BS that was happening in the community at the time. I think, you know, it was pretty bold of you to go out there and do what you did and say what you did. And it, um, I, in, in my, from my point of view, I think it was justified, warranted and well taken. And I think um, the general community would have appreciated what you did and the respect that you would have, you know, already had, but gained from that, 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 that rant uh, whilst, you know, rant sounds is a negative connotation, but it's, it wasn't, I think it was quite a positive, um, a response to the going ons that were happening in that community at the time. So I think for me, that was my highlight. Yeah, that was a spurt. Like this year has been something different. Like on a personal level, me, it's been one of those, it's been the last four months has been terrible. You, you've noticed we haven't done an episode for the last two weeks. So I've, I've been belted all over the place. I know Alex McKellar's, crook at the moment Braden hasn't got home from work uh before seven o'clock every day this week alex john i don't know if he's i don't know what he's doing but we haven't heard from he's him a, he's too busy doing everything over committed to too many races yeah. <laughs> winning too many races um and you know yeah. timmy i'm asking to do artwork every other second of the day and, and helping me make me look better in an ascar as well and it, you know it's, it's oh, monday Mon- monday let's just i'll just add my two cents to this monday i worked monday then at six o'clock left home, got to a bakery. We baked, well, I didn't bake, I assisted. I, we had a baking team that did it, but 10,000 hot cross buns. I left the bakery at seven o'clock in the morning. So that was, you know, whatever it is, 16 hours, come home, had a two hour sleep and got back up and started looking at emails. Um, and then the weeks continued. Yeah. So the story is, you know, you've been dealing with for the last bloody six months. Yeah, so there's been that. But then on top of that, the... The, the stuff that's happened in the community in the last three months in particular, I guess, has just been, it, it's been hard to watch and it's been very hard to watch from the angle we've put ourselves in, of all things, of having to cover it and having to deal with it. Like, we've we've had some pretty trying moments. I, I had it, before that rant, I, I think I said it in the thing, I had a headache for about two days or one day, you know, 24 hours leading into it, just with just the gutted feeling, the, the stress, knowing that everyone else was going through because of what was happening. So, yeah, that unleashed. And unfortunately, the point, the point was that it came, I think, well, it, it, it was very much, it, it got solved behind scenes, which is good. And I don't mind that being solved behind scenes, but I would have preferred a public apology of some description by the people in, involved, which didn't happen. That's fine. But by the time our episode actually aired, it was sort of old news, I guess. But, you know, that's that's how we have to do it. We We... We just, as you said, we don't have time to get this all up uh, when we when we can. But um, quickly, before we go into some actual customer, uh, customer, <laughs> we've been busy, too busy with work. Some actual feedback from the community. Um, I guess I just have a look at the twelve months we've had. So, well, not even twelve months, probably eighteen months. So, I created Locked On Racing as a bit of a gag in Aussie Car 
come Bathurst 12 hour last year, we decided let's get a team together and actually do some enduros as some Aussie car guys. And what name do we use? Oh, Locked On Racing, why not? Okay, everyone decided that. We've now got, what, 12 or 13 guys are racing under Locked On Racing, which is phenomenal. We've won some championships. We've won races. We've got Braden winning... Um, Oh, sorry, not winning. He's throwing away the SRW Split 2 Championship as best he can. But also in Scops, uh, Split 2, which is amazing. We've got a really good bond now with Top Split Racing, which is something we, the team we very much envied from the start of it. Uh, we've now got very good um, bonds now with many of the, the league owners and league runners and, and things like that. The This last 12 months has been an absolute whirlwind. And to some of the things that have happened this week behind the scenes, we'll announce some stuff soon. Um, but some of the things that have happened, it, I've just blown away with where we're at right now. We've got broadcasting going on, and I think some pretty good broadcasting going on. Uh, we've got, instead of just being a Skippy-focused team, we're now very much in a lot of different leagues. Unfortunately, not, not in Skippy's much anymore, but the way the whole team's grown and the things that's happened to the team over the last 12 months has been very interesting, but at net, no stage has there been anything negative happened. Like, shout-out to Vic. Um, Vic's been through an extremely hard time. I won't go into it. Uh, personally, we've got Nathan Verney, who we all know had his back surgery. Um, you know, we've we've had just about everything. There's been some very big mental issues going on through not just the team, but the whole Discord for those last 12 months. It's been, been a ride. But to come from, let's just chuck a team together to we're now broadcasting, um, people coming to us for interviews, people, you know, coming to us to do other content as well. We just signed a deal, or not signed a deal, but we've just confirmed to go on another broadcasting partnership with someone as well. Um, you know, it's it's just been amazing. And thank you, everyone, in this thing here, who Timmy's just gone. Um, but thank you, everyone, who has, um, at a U5, a U4, that have helped get it to there. So thank you very much. Um, Let's get into the first question, which is Cal, not the question, feedback. Um, by the way, Peter Baxter, no, I will not be going the 12-hour Sebring tomorrow. Not a chance in the world. Um, that was the one thing. We wanted to do an enduro, um, and Timmy decided Sebring was one, and I just said no straight away, so not doing Are you guys, McKellar and John, are you doing Sebring? We were um, we were going to, and then because uh, we did the Bathurst in the GT cars recently, uh, then we did a round in the European Enduro and the uh, LMP2. Um, but then, yeah, life's got in the way this week, yeah. to be honest. And uh, But, uh, yeah, we'll be lining up for some stuff soon, hopefully. Sweet. I mean, I'm really interested to see how this whole shift of you guys from open wheelers back into Enduros has gone and, and where it heads. So are you guys enjoying the Enduros? Typically, yeah, yeah. Typically it's gone fairly averagely, <laughs> but uh, other than that, yeah, it's been good fun. I mean, Bathurst is a great uh, endurance experience every time. And um, uh, the LMP2 is a great fun car to drive, even if, you know, somewhat uncompetitive at this stage, but it's good fun. Who think. would have known throwing pit stops in with Alex McKellar and things go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> never happens right never no, 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 actually I've, I've yeah i was gonna say no i i really enjoyed it too and just um you know we haven't haven't been doing the enduros we've done them for a lot of years but yeah. not regularly um but just doing two in quick succession sort of thing doing the bathurst one and then the sebring one it was just the um the stark difference between those like 
Bathurst was so mentally exhausting trying to drive fast and keep it out of the wall. And then Sebring was just like a walk in the park. No, It was a piece of cake, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, still a little bit off the pace, but no cars were really crashing. We didn't crash. It wasn't, um, it was just completely different, wasn't it? It was, it was nuts. Like, I mean, uh, I had uh, an incident, like I had a, an off, for some reason they let me start and I said to them never again. <laughs> um, but I just, into the braking zone out the back uh, after the hairpin, um, it all checked up dramatically and I clipped the, the, I sort of moved left to make sure I didn't hit someone and the rear left uh, caught the grass so I went around waited for everyone to go by but that was it there were no retirements there was nothing like it was just we just sat at the back forever wow. as a result of that it was it was really really nuts i was expecting some carnage the pace was real even and so we just didn't go anywhere that like, pretty much the whole race wow. um i got feedback oh, actually quickly one of my favorite moments was talking to alex mckellar after said championship where Chasty and Braden beat them because you made a a boo boo in the pit at, oh. at Zandor or something like that. Yeah, it was at Zandor. The, it was the just palpable fantastic. disappointment in your voice was just oh, amazing. Dude. It was only matched by uh, this season where I did the same thing at Motagi and cost myself a championship. <laughs> oh, let's not go there too much. But I've got a question from Ak in uh, YouTube chat. Favorite overtake? It's a, it's an interesting one. Have you got an overtake, McKellar, that sticks out to you in history that you've done? Oh look, uh, no, nah, there was one race. I'm trying to remember where it was. Oh, it was like Snell I did an outside. overrunner. Hey, uh, eh? uh, Snell on the outside of Road America. Oh well, you could pick any number of Snells. I don't think he's got a, a, a list that's short enough to cover, and <laughs> even in a five-hour po- five-hour podcast. No, nah, there was one recently where I sort of set up an overrunner. Uh, might have been in one of the um, in the in the uh, replay races that I do, but um, probably the, even look one of those that stood out was uh, the, one of the first uh, replay races that I did uh, in recent times at NERB GP, and I just sat at P3 and I said, look, my goal here is to set up and and go through do what I can up the inside of the final chicane because um, these guys will do their stuff and wash out to the left. And sure enough, that's exactly what they did, go through and I just snuck out a win. Things like that where you set them up and there's strategy involved, those sorts of things are really rewarding when they come off the few times that they do. I've, I've got one. I, st- I still 100% think the best thing I felt like I'd ever done was at Spa uh, in the last round when Russell and Alex ended up hitting each other um, through the last, ch- the, the last chicane, but I pushed so hard for those three or four laps after the pit stop, or might have even only been two or three laps, to try and catch on to the back or get close enough that when they started battling, I might have a chance um, and and sent it around the outside, but then the inside of the um, chicane in the in the skippy to get third. I, I think that's probably my best overtake I've ever made. And- you did so well there, mate. Honestly, the, to bridge that gap in the first instance was really... Like, like I said at the time, I just sat back and let you go because I wasn't going to um, sort of try and compromise AJ's championship at that point. Yeah. But then, can I say the other thing about that that it really shows is when we talk about not racing and not battling and stuff, right, That's the that was an endurance round, right? We were never in it until that last chicane and the battling didn't start until probably that last sector and that brought us right back in. In a 50-minute race, that's all it took to bring us right back into the race. And that's, you know, people want to race and that's cool, I agree, but if you want to win, 
sometimes you've got to hold back and fight that urge to stay in the race because um, those those guys at the front brought us right back into it, and that's all it took. Yeah. Alex, John, you got a, a favourite overtake you can think of? Uh, of of all time or just in the last 12 just months? whenever. Just any time. <laughs> Give us one. What, uh, what sticks out first? The, the, I, uh, I always remember um, the little legend cars at Phillip Island. There was a league, uh, I can't remember how long ago now, maybe two or three years ago. It was really popular in the Australian community for a season um, that it was run anyway. And they had some really cracking drivers in there. SVG was one of them. And I managed to pull a pass around the outside of turn one at Phillip Island um, on chain. So that was pretty cool. I like that. Was it just it, Legends of the Island, isn't it? Wasn't it? I think I, think, I feel like I remember just, sometime they used the to run, they used to like run it every Saturday night or Sunday night or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. It was a big event. There was a lot of cars and a lot of yeah. cool, cool drivers in there. So you you pricked Tim's good. ears up when you said uh, the Legends <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a, not enough of it. It's um, if anything, they I've should got... concentrate on bringing out some body styles and, and make it like the Australian. Um, yes, little, yes. Little I've already cars. sent it off. I've already sent it to iRacing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a. I want to talk about announcement later, which might feed into that, Alex John. So just listen out carefully later on. I was giving you that segue. Yeah, <laughs> too early. Too early. Sorry, too early. Yeah, We're still got Tim to talk about, and then myself, and then we've got to get to the announcement. Tim, you got a story. Yeah, what... Alex's life. Um, <laughs> oh, look. The only one that I can remember, to be honest, is is one that I wasn't actually in because I wasn't in the last couple of seasons of skips in Aussie Car, but it was that that one where you had I think four wide up going Road America and across the finish line, and you had oh, I think Ben Snell on the grass, <laughs> yeah, and then you had three other cars going up 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 the up the road. So the yeah, only one, the only be... person who couldn't win the race was Ben Snell, that he decided to go down the grass on the outside. And win. What is it? it, it, it I like it's how it's Ben Snell and three other cars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because Alex, you would never go on the grass. You're, you're within the lines. You are very much within the lines. He'd argue that I forced race. him onto the grass, and he's probably right. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. But Snell is like 45 X's later. Um, he, he, you know, you, you don't even need to know who's in the car. You can see four green cars with no numbers, and you could just say that's Snell on the outside. <laughs> no, it was, that, that's it was... been the that's been the downside of our Aussie car the last twelve months is being in the same chat as the Milo guys and not being able to coordinate. Because I was like, I'd set, we 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 were set up like just stay left, and he's just yeah. All I had to do was much. hug that line. Uh, and, oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. actually, yeah. I, okay. I had a qualify for the locked on if you want. You know, we've got some skippers. <laughs> if you know, you want to go through the qualifying process, you might make it. <laughs> I I had one almost really really good overtake in the oval round where I managed to make it into the iRacing not top ten. I was so close to doing the world's best wreck avoidance and making up about fifteen positions and just got caught by Sean Doyle at the last minute and zigged when I should have zagged and it was Some would over. say that Sean, Sean that you took out Sean Doyle in that instance, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I was so close there. They got you, they missed me. I managed to navigate through and get through that one. Um from because remember I started right at the back because I was shirty from the first one. And um, I almost forgot to qualify. And then I remember we had a team's championship to win. Um, and then the whole <laughs> thing opened up and I snuck through. Um, but I suppose it's not quite the same as the, the good story of almost making it and then getting totaled. So. Yeah. I, 
I'll quickly, I don't have a, a very many overtakes in my history, so it's all good. But there was an MX-5 race, the one I won. The only race I ever won was an official MX-5 race, and we're at Summit Point. Um, so the left-hander turned like two or three or whatever it is where you, the fast left-hander where everyone just uses a sandpit to come around. And we've got like two laps to go, and there's two guys are fighting it out. And one uses the grass, but uses, oh, sorry, the sand, but one uses too much of the sand, comes across, hits the other guy in front, they spin around, and I literally, I, I've got one decision. It's either zig or zag, or just put the foot down and hope for the best. And I put the foot down and hope for the best. And that somehow they missed both. They came together again just after I went through. It was that perfect. They split open, and I went through, and they came together, and that was the end of it, and went through to win the race. But the one from SRW round one at Red Bull where old mate I've seen him coming down the inside missing his braking marker I just let him guide on past um, just broke a little bit more let him go past and then just cut down the inside so he overtook me then I overtook him back when he went flying off the track and, and come back on so that's probably the main ones but let's go on to some announcements uh, before we get into what I've been trying to get to for a while which is the actual chatty stuff from the, the community um, we've got a driving for locked on lads yeah He's that's leaving. it Michaela is no. Um, we we haven't done a charity stream for a while. So we did Bathurst twelve hour. I can't even remember what we did for the last one. It was I didn't even race in it. It was um, Road America or something like that, or Road Atlanta. Um, uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I think uh, it was yeah. the six hour, wasn't it? I think anyway, we we raised over a thousand dollars for both events, um, which was really good. We haven't done one since then. I had a friend or a colleague or someone out there reach out to us and say, hey, do you want to help us raise money for cancer um, through a company called Cure? And I jumped at the chance. Uh, they haven't announced the campaign yet, so I can't really go into too much detail. But he said I'm unrestricted. I could say whatever I want. But next week they're announcing it all. Uh, there's a two-week period, 28th of April through to about the 11th of May, uh, where we'll be raising money. Um, and streamers raising, raising money for cancer. Most people are just doing one stream. We're going to try and do a whole festival of stuff, as it's mentioned in chat here before. Uh, one of those things, obviously, broadcasting. Uh, the two broadcasts we do during them will be very themed towards raising money for cancer. Um, the races that we stream during that time will be very much done towards that. I hope to do the live the live versions of podcasts where we, we, we very much cater towards raising the money for cancer. Two things I want to look at. There's a SRW endurance race in that weekend. It's a six-hour race, which we want to head towards as well. Um, but the main thing is we've got we've had a little thing in the background, haven't we, Tim, for a long time? You've had this artwork done up since early before Locked On was a thing for you. Um, Locked On iRacing Legends Cup. Locked On Legends. Locked On. Oh, jeez, I have to get it up now. You Locked On Legends. I wasn't prepared for this. No, it was just it wasn't locked on legends. Locked on. Oh, sorry, it was. <laughs> it's just locked on go. legends. There you go. Oh no, you didn't yeah. just prove we'll locked go on right legends. on the, the legends league. <laughs> That's it. The legends league. Okay. Ooh. So yeah, we we I want to do a one-off race uh, night, which will involve multiple races at the one venue, and uh, that night will be all geared towards raising money for cancer as well. So keep an eye out for that. Twenty-eighth of April through to the eleventh of May. We will have in the next couple of days the actual website up where you can donate. We can start whenever we want because I've put us at a lofty goal. Now, we did a couple thousand over the two events last year. I'm Jewish doing the one event this year um, and it's going to be a longer period and we're aiming for the 3,000 mark. So um, 
we've got a bigger community to pull from this time. We're going to try and bring in other leagues and other broad, other not broadcast, other other people from other leagues and stuff like that to try and raise. Carl's already said he's very much on it, um, and and you know these guys will help over there. So, look, that's the big announcement. We've got some stuff coming. Um, obviously, the Le- logged on legends will be um broadcast live on locked on lads tv as well so we will do that um so hopefully you guys can all come along there will be themed streams the theme is superheroes so i'm looking in the background for superhero costumes for some of the streams but um yeah there there is definitely some money if there's a money amount i hit i will broadcast in a suit like carl during the Anscast under series so actually uh, i reckon you should do it in your birthday suit that is against Twitch terms of service and get us kicked off the thing. We'll have to stream straight to Pornhub, which is not as big an audience for iRacing. But anyway, let's get into the actual things. That's one announcement. We'll get on to another one later on. But it had... look, let's, quickly, the legends, the best thing about the legends, the best thing about the legends, I think if we have tons and tons of people doing it, it's easy for us to control because bashing up is okay. Like, you know, riding, riding people off the road is not a good thing, but you know, door bashing and pushing and a little bit of bump in here is, is, is what legends are about. And particularly on short course tracks, they can be a lot of fun. It's quick turnover, get laps done, you know, short, short, you know, not 50 lap races. You're looking 15, 20 lap races at most. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of laughs. And you just, you know, that, that's the whole point of the event, right? A lot of yeah. laughs, a lot of fun and get a bit of money for it. And if With it, 13, I did a really fun race in the Legends at the Rallycross track. That was good fun. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah. So, look, if this leads to something, if there's people there, we may even extend this out to be a, pro- a permanent thing, but we'll, we'll see how we go. But uh, it's been very much pushed in the lo- background, especially by Sheepy. Um, Leon Williams is all about the Legends as well. He's uh, had a, a, a Black Sheep Racing legend painted up ready to go for a very long time. Uh, so let's get into the actual... Thing. So this is from Cow, one of the guys I mentioned before, the original creators of Locked On Lads. So dear Wilco, if there's one thing I have observed in the years since I've known you, it's that you have a talent for creating communities and the community surrounding the iRacing arm of Locked On Lads is a testimony to that. And someone has just decided to highlight it as I read. So as someone who's in the podcast trenches with you coming back week and week uh, delivering a regular high-quality show takes its toll on even the most passionate of content creators. Uh, but you've done it and you've got another successful podcast to the one-year mark. Uh, well done uh, from the guys of the OG lads. Oh, and my bank balance hates you for sucking me into the money pit called online motor racing. Uh, and to Braden, congrats on putting up with Wilco for as long, for this long no, it doesn't get any easier. And thanks for that wheel too. <laughs> so, Which worked so well at the start. Yes. Uh, it did get him in. He, he, Braden, the, the inside joke there is Braden sent him a wheel, said it's really good quality. Just like I sent Timmy here a microphone, I said it's really good quality <laughs> and neither item has worked properly ever since. So... <laughs> Look, I like to think it's Australia Post's problem. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming you hand-delivered it, Wilco. That's the problem that happened. <laughs> Very well could have been. But, um, yeah, so, look, thanks, Cal, for your feedback uh, and, and your your words, the kind words. Um, it is really good. And we're looking forward to catching up with him again in uh, PAX this year. So it's going to be really good to get down to PAX with everyone. We bought our tickets. It's going to be really good. Um, I had a Pokemon podcast at one stage that I think I almost got to a year. So... Believe that if you want. Um, I've had a couple of good, a couple of podcasts over the years that have just random stuff. So, um, 
JK, J Kennedy, says congrats to legends. So thanks for that. Carl Withy, who is in chat, who gives Braden a gold star for saying that he's one of his interviews was the best. Uh, so I think he loves Alex McKellar as well now. Um, who is your favorite guest and why is it me? So we sort of answered that before. Um, did I go into Tim? Did you, any of the interviews in particular that jumped out at you that you got anything out of? Did you listen to anything? Yeah, the, the J1. Yeah, the J, yeah, the J1 was for me was probably the one. Um, Carl's was yeah, just as good. But I think the, the thing about um, Jay's was understanding the history and how much he had contributed some time ago. But the detail that he's needed to go into to get some of the stuff up that he's needed to um, and the relationships he's built over that period of time, I think, was was really interesting. So, um, And, look, it was a very point out of time as well because you think about what happened days after that and there was a lot of crap going on in the background. I just think um, it was not perfect timing. It's the wrong way to put it, but it was, it was t- good timing in that, you know, his story was told only days before a lot of the crap was going on in the Australian community. And I think it really reiterated, you know, what he had, he has been doing and did do um, for a period of time for the iRacing community. Excellent. Yeah, Alex, John, I never got to you before, did I, about interviews? Did you listen to any of them? <laughs> I've, I've listened to probably every single episode, I think. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, interview-wise, um, like I said, anything that was over-related um, because it was like, speaking or learning a second language um for me so um yeah can i shout out i didn't really mention it too much before but madison down obviously madison was um one of those people who was up on a pedestal for me because he is such a talent and he's obviously with the e-series and everything like that really come to prominence in the actual racing community as well as the i-racing community he's been such a stalwart for so long now but I think Braden will attest to this. So we do a five-minute chat with him about how about him winning Scops or whatever it is or winning Bathurst, I think it was. That five-minute interview turned off the cameras, turned off the recording, turned into another hour and a half, I think, of just sitting there talking to him about random stuff. Like, this guy just had all the time in the world and was just up for a chat. He's such a great guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we were talking all, all things E-Series and <laughs> just driving in rural life. It was um, really cool. It's one of those things I wish I probably couldn't record some of the stuff you were saying, but um, yeah, it would have been like just as good another hour podcast right there and then. So, um, Matthew Mites gets into the Discord, by the way, lockedonlads.com slash Discord. Uh, where do you see the team and podcast being next anniversary? Which is an extremely interesting question because I sat down and thought about it and I said, what would, what would I think we were going to look like here 12 months ago? And that's what I was saying before at no stage, but I thought we'd have five people here. We'd be doing news. We'd be having people record stuff for us. Some of the things that are happening in the background, the broadcasting, all that kind of stuff. I'd never thought we'd get to hear. Um, Brayden, I want to start with you first because you've obviously been around for the year from the start. You were the original person. Where do you think we're going to be in a year? In a bin? These gray, these gray hair on gray hairs on the side of my head that are starting to come through. That'd probably be a little bit more, a uh, little bit more. Uh, they were, they were already there. They were already there. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'd like to think similar in a sense. Like I, I don't, know, I don't think we're going to need to be uh, booking out any TV time slots or things like that anytime soon. But, you know, I'd I'd like to think that we've had some more interesting interviews. I'd like to 
have the chance to talk to a few more people within the community, uh, maybe get some people back, um, you know, that, that we've had on before and see what's changed. Um, hopefully doing some different kind of racing, which we kind of started to do now. Like, I think we've all, you know, managed to... We all had that skippy bug for a long time and really enjoyed the racing. But I know for me, it's been really refreshing to jump into something else for a little bit. Um, a little bit now, but mainly just still talking rubbish and hopefully learning some new things along the way. Um, I Like I said, as much as, like I said, with Ira's League for Aussie Car, um, taught me so much about racing and, and has definitely made me a much better driver than I was 14 months ago or whatever. Um, I definitely think, you know, committing to doing this and talking to some much more intelligent people than uh, me um, <laughs> uh, has made me a better, better driver's, driver and, you know, person as well. So, I don't know, it's a, it's a tricky one because who knows what the future, especially now, <laughs> this day and age, you can't, you can't look more than a week ahead, let alone yeah. a whole year ahead. But... <laughs> no, it's, it's very much a loaded question, but Michaelo, is that if there's one thing you'd want, to be still happening in 12 months or the one thing you'd want to change? Is there anything that jumps out at you? Not rain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no bring rain. on the rain. Oh, look, personally, just uh, look forward to maybe getting back into a rhythm with my racing. It's been pretty disjointed. I looked at my profile the other day in terms of the drop-off from a couple of years ago when I really raced a lot. Um, and I think it's, it's important to to do that to be able to contribute uh, meaningfully to something like this you know um, you've got to have that time on track you've got to have that stuff fresh in your mind and and those fresh experiences that that you know you can really uh, let your passion shine through for it um i'd really like to see um snl still going for another 12 months um we've had our biggest year yet after what was almost wasn't our, uh, our biggest year ever um and then you know when it comes to these sorts of things uh here uh on a regular weekly basis um yeah looking forward to maybe being able to contribute to that still in the next 12 months alex john anything in particular uh no i'd um i'd go with Braden. i'd like to just continue the the way things are going like uh i i actually i hadn't been doing a lot of racing up until the last 12 months i'd um it was maybe really only those couple of occasional enduros um so you know it's one of those things like you get burnout after a while and i've been doing it for four or five years um and yeah and like this last 12 months has sort of been my comeback and then now um you know, doing something different out of the skippy into tin tops and just uh, it'll be interesting to try and develop, you know, new sets of skills in new cars and racing new leagues and, um, and you know, being the in a, a bigger pond, so to speak, as well, like doing the AOG and it's just like insanely fast people in there. So um, just going through that whole process of learning over again, um, you know, how, how to be quick in a, a new car. And um, podcast-wise, hopefully I'm still here in 12 months. Uh, yep. There's a question further down. Yeah, you know, we'll get to that one. Getting... Yeah, <laughs> so um, no, uh, I'll, I'll enjoy still being here and, and seeing where it goes. And um, and yeah, I'll be, be along for the ride. Sweet. Now, Tim, what do you reckon? 12 months, where, where do you see what's that? what's happening? I think, has Ash hit 
the note there in Twitch chat that you're going to have a locked on lads only fans and you're going to be running it in your birthday <laughs> suit maybe? Is that what it refers to? I do what the fans um, want, mate. Wherever the money comes in, that's where we go. I tell um, you what, this ain't, this ain't yeah. cheap. No, no, no. Look, I would say, you know, what What I think's really cool is, and look, unfortunately, it's to the detriment of um, Aussie car, and like it's a big part of it. And as I think the 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 top split team and the locked on lads team were so heavily involved in in the Aussie car um, leagues that we all all the drivers within that have all wanted to branch out. And that's only a, a that's a huge benefit to not only the two teams but the individual people. And the the people have got to expand and develop and find what they're going to be passionate about. Otherwise, they're just going to go away once again and find another game to play. So it's not a game. And that well, sorry, <laughs> simulator. Yeah, I'll, I'll call it a game if it keeps crashing on me. Um, if <laughs> uh, so, I think what is really cool is unfortunately to the detriment of Aussie Har, which is you know not great. And he'll come back. Like there's no concern about that. Uh, but how quickly people from both teams have found other cars or found other leagues. Um, to catch onto and grab onto and run with, because I think that's really cool. And you know, Cal's a perfect example of that. Look at Cal. Cal didn't want to leave V's when he started, right? Yeah. He was so passionate and loved V's, and now he's he's just. I think he's about to sign up to. Or he has already signed up to. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. He signed up to. I think he signed up to Gentleman Sim Club. Oh, has he? So, wow. Yeah, yeah. To do GT threes in um, the AM Club uh, at the amateur. So he was talking about it. I don't know if it's happened. I've been away from it for the last week a bit, but. Um, you know, from that to, to TCRs, uh, sorry, from that, did he go into skips? I think he went into skips for a little bit, did he? No, nah, he just he went, went it was these TCRs and then he's been driving the Porsche. That's why I thought he was going to get into the Porsche. He was putting his nose in the one of the Porsche leagues, the SRW one, I think it is. And I think he's been practicing with them as well. But yeah, the gentleman's yeah. one, that'll be good for him. Yeah, it will be. And like, great, great group of guys to, to drive with and um, particularly that category for him while he still continues to enjoy it and develop and all that kind of stuff is going to be great for him. But I think from, you know, locked on lads in 12 months' time or this podcast in 12 months' time, you know, where's it going to be? Who knows? Who knows? It, I think the, the big key is, is being, honestly, my, my thoughts on it will be, you know, people who want to join the group and the, the community and want to add their piece to it. Um, look how much has developed over the last 12 months to, from yeah. what it, where it was to where it is now and how much it can develop between now and, and next year. The the key is, is for this to continue to grow and the community to continue to grow will be people bringing their talent, their expertise to come in and continue to develop. But there's the broadcasting opportunities you've already spoken about, the podcasts, you know, the you know, they're making sure that when when we're talking, we're going to have a live broadcast that it's not advertised for tomorrow night and it's advertised for tonight. Those kind of things. Um, <laughs> so, what you're yeah, saying is, stop yeah. me from doing anything, and things will run no, smoothly. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, you know, people coming in with expertise, they can take pressure off you, but also the the wider group, and you know, that's you know, everyone can add their two cents in and add value to where they can, and that's what the community is about. It's not about one person driving it; it's about everyone driving it to, you know, to the the common goal of of the the wider group uh so we just got to stop the podcast apparently um franklin's on 999 goals and history's about to be made whatever that means i don't understand that text but can we um, just live stream it <laughs> apparently <laughs> brain's pretty excited that's all i know um oh look 
I've got lofty goals for everything I do, and you guys have had to put up with me talking about it for a long time. And the the one thing I get told is stop trying to do so much. Um, the common thing from about everyone in my life at the moment. That's that that's where I'm at. But look, if if I can get a live version of this happening once a week. And to do that, I think we still need probably we're still a person or two short from where we really need to be to be able to do that um, and have an actual just a news and results podcast as a separate episode, which is no extra time for us because we record for two hours anyway. We're just basically splitting it in half and we do half live and half not. But that's one of the things I do want to sort of approach. So we've got a little bit more options for, for people in the, in the audience. Like we had the interviews and we had the, the actual main podcast. We, we, we just give people the options rather than having to them sit through a two hour podcast, listen to us talk about ourselves, which we'll get to in a sec. Um, but that's definitely something I've been talking about for a very long time. Um, the broadcasting side, obviously I've got, I, I'll, I'll address it now. I'm enjoying that right now more than racing. And I, I don't know what it is. I still need that fix of racing once a week and whether it's officials or whatever it is or, or Anne's car or practicing or stuff like that. But I'm really enjoying the broadcasting side of thing, the producing and the commentary and that kind of stuff. So while ever I'm enjoying that, that's where my passion lies, then that's where I'm going to push at the moment. But that still brings some stuff into the podcasting side of things. That's no problems at all. But the, the, what I've enjoyed this year is to be able to actually step back from the podcast when I've needed to, and I've definitely needed to, and be able to watch Braden be able to step up and, and take the reins and watch these guys be able to do it without me, which is something that I've always been fearful of with all my content in the past. So um, that's that's the main... I, I do want to get more interviews done, but once again, we need a bigger team to be able to do that. We need to be able to go, okay, Braden, you're not on for the next two weeks. Just go record some interviews with someone or, you know, you two, are, you're just in charge of interviews for the next six weeks and then we just release them when we can and stuff like that. Um, that kind of stuff, because that interview content is some of the best content that I create and even if it doesn't get the numbers, I enjoy getting people's stories out there. And we always, that's what I enjoy about our interviews. We go in to tell a story about the person, not just, you know, talk about how good they are as a racer. We want to find out what they've done in the past, how they got into it and all that kind of stuff. And that's the stuff that I like. So it's easy to go to Madison down and just go, how are you so fast? Why are you so fast? How, why, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, you know, the stuff we found out about him in, that he does outside of racing is just some of the better content, I believe anyway. So who knows? It's just going to come down to time. Um, if my work eases back or anything like that, once the new house is built, all that kind of stuff, there's a whole heap of factors that could come into what we're going to be doing in 12 months. Like I said, we could be doing nothing in 12 months. We could be, um, you know, playing something different or just not doing anything at all. But hopefully we're still going as strong and we've still got the community in the chat like this in, in 12 months' time. Um, let's get into Nathan Verney. Does someone want to take this one? Well, I can't read it. It's got my name in it, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Okay. Let's just go... <laughs> I'm having uh think back to the start of the podcast and how things changed. And honestly, I couldn't even go back to think of what the first episode was like. Um, but anyway, like a year ago, Braden and I were both around the 2K I rating mark, loving our skippy and trying to make Sunday Night Lights top split. Braden has since gone on to over 4K and got great places in top split before spending three months without skippy driving. Just quickly, when we started this podcast, 
Braden was never going to drive anything but a skip in his life, and now he's driving Scops. So it hasn't touched a skip for ages. Exactly. I definitely wasn't going to drive a V8, that was for sure. <laughs> that was definitely it. Yeah. Um, uh, I've uh, stagnated at 2.75k. Gee, I'd, I'd hate to stagnate at 2.75k, Nathan, but anyway. Uh, and no top split appearances. Then again, uh, there was a lot of references to my bad tyre and fuel management in the early episodes coming off the Bathurst 12-hour experience, yet I won my first league race uh later on through the only one stopper in a in an enduro goes to show that the podcast is extended beyond a small circle you had to start and how we are and what our limitations are can change so much over just one lap around the sun very well written very poorly read um (laughs) look yeah uh, I think that's one of those things. Like if you look at a view just of like, like Vernie, like that's an ex- a great example. We literally made fun of him because his fuel and time numbers were through the roof. Braden wasn't much similar. And uh, especially when me, when I was driving in there, I just obviously, I don't use fuel because I just let the car coast around the track. Um, but, you know, Nathan, you <laughs> but Nathan, Nathan was like that. And then, yeah, when he won that race, that he's talking about that was uh, actually a really special moment like and we we see things differently because it's locked on racing so we've got a massive chat behind the scenes that you guys don't talk about and that's something i'm really wary of sometimes because you know the discord might seem quiet but it's actually going off but in the wrong wrong areas where you guys don't see but yeah like some of the changes of the drivers i think cal is the perfect example we talked about him before how much he is he has grown over the last couple of months um, Braden is just a phenomenal example of, you know, pushing the top tens and all of a sudden pushing McKellar for race wins, uh, and then having McKellar on and being able to discuss where they're at and hearing the way he talks about racing now compared to what he he did twelve months ago is just strange to me. But um, and and it hasn't affected me at all. I've just still laughing at the back. But uh, has Bra- Braden has he got his thousands gold yet or not? What was that? Sorry, has he got his thousands gold yet or not? No, no, three quarter uh, time. Okay. Three quarter time. Damn it. <laughs> um, what? What do you? Obviously, Nathan's talked a lot about you. You guys go way back. Um, what do you think of the feedback? Yeah, well, even even for me, like I think back to when Nathan and I were sort of running, representing uh, Doctor's Orders Racing for Julian um, Mookie, my original teammate. Before um, he's moved on to some pretty cool things with his Tech One Sim Sport um, as well. Um, like me and Julian used to race just in a private Discord chat because I that I couldn't think, let alone <laughs> race and talk to all of you guys at the same time. Like I would be in the wall every third corner, uh, third corner. Um, and then it was sort of with Nathan. It was the same sort of thing. Uh, you know, we had a couple of long nights in Discord where he was trying to coach me through la- around learning um the Nordschleife the first time that the Skippies went there. Um, <laughs> I Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever been more frustrated in my life having to restart and I spent three hours probably in a call with Nathan just me whinging and complaining and moaning that I can't do it and then um, managing to finally sort of string a lap together. No, not at all. Um, And yeah, I, I guess he's right. Like, I remember, I think it was the first Christmas holidays um from when i'd started i racing probably in like april or something um around about then and i gained about 
400 or 600 I rating in a couple of weeks. Um, it was Alton Park and something else in the Skippies, and I made my first top split um, Sunday night lights race. Not knowing that the reason why I probably made it was because Alex wasn't actually broadcasting that <laughs> night, <laughs> so he was on his he was on his break, um, and then I didn't manage to get back in for a long time after that, and it was something that I was really trying pretty hard to do. Um, yeah, yeah, I was grinding the I rating, trying to trying to get up um, into that top split, and now like four K is not even enough to get into the top split anyway, <laughs> so I'd have to do a whole heap more grinding to if I wanted to go back and try and do that. But yeah, I I. It's cool to see how much progress there's been and, you know, it's more money that's been spent. And I'm sure if we went back and listened to that first podcast, Wilco, I don't know how much your <laughs> reach changed since the first one, but I know mine's changed a little bit still since then. It's not um, changed at all, mate. The wife said it hasn't changed at all. Don't you? She's, nothing's happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it is cool to see, like, you don't realise um, how much, I guess, you, you do make changes and things over the course of a year and how much goes on. So it was a really cool reflecting on that um, after reading Nathan's um, yeah, Nathan's post. And, and I guess a shout out to him as well, because, you know, he was really him and, and, and Julian as well, to be honest, they were really my, my first two teammates. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame that I don't get to race with Julian anymore. Cause I really did enjoy racing with him. I know he's asked me to race in a couple of things here and there, um, but I just haven't had the time um, to be able to do it. Um, and then, yeah, Nathan, we kind of then both came over to, to Locked On and you know, really enjoyed it since. So I definitely think meeting those two people originally uh, helped with my passion. And when you're doing it with someone else and you don't want to let them down, it kind of forces you to practice and um, those kind of things. So, yeah, it, it was a pretty cool little reflection um, that he wrote up. And I'm glad to see that his, um, you know, the only reason why his I rating's not up closer to where mine is is because he spends a lot more time doing other random races in between that we don't know about. All of a sudden, he's driven a spec race of Ford, and you know, or he's done. You know, he's noticed that um, the radicals are somewhere where he likes, so he goes and does a couple of radical races that don't end up so good. So uh, he'd be well over three k if he was just sticking to one car and hoarding I rating like I was. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to quickly touch on some things that haven't grown and and changed over that the 12 months, especially with you, Michaela, like watching Sunday night lights. And we've talked about on the podcast about where, where it was heading and where it is now watching its growth to where it is right now. And look, giving it coverage in a podcast probably helped, but it's still the stuff that you were doing behind the scenes, but just watching that, watching Aussie car grow to the point that it did. And, and obviously being extremely sad with what's happened to it now. And, you know, and, it's it's hard to to see whether you know us not covering it as much because we're not there we're not giving it the passion that we were is is part of that or not but either way i feel sad for the result of it but watching ann's car now growing up i've had a dig at a few people in the background it's like oh you're not qualifying for for ann's car and you know you'll get there and i'm like i go to aussie car and i'm battling for top 10s and now I'm battling for top 20s because I'm talking about on the podcast and everyone's joining me. Now I've got Anne's car and I'm qualifying, but I'm talking about it and then I'm not qualifying because everyone's racing there. And I'm like, I'm sick of it. But Sunday Night Lights, like that's the best example. You're going from the I ratings to get into top split that you were, you're getting to what you're getting now is ridiculous. Like, how's that journey been? Yeah, it's been good. It's interesting you talk about the, you know, they talk about influencers. Um, I'm honestly amazed that in the circles that whatever you move in, if you are putting 
uh, good content out there, the amount of people that gravitate towards what you're doing, they see the enjoyment you get out of something and the experience that you're having with it, and they just want to have a crack at it. Best example for me, beyond the stuff that you've just been talking about with your Ansco experience, I remember, I don't know if I've mentioned before, I drove Euro Truck Simulator on my stream for about a month, right? Just because I was enjoying it. And suddenly everyone that I've been racing skips with was in doing Euro Truck, right? <laughs> and then it just disappeared, right? It's just, it's just the circles that you move in can be influenced in that way. But yeah, look, for, um, for SNL, yeah, look, um, when I talk about a personal investment, people like yourself and Jay in, in what he does as well, Sometimes there's there's a there's a a period of just grinding away where you're doing it for no other reason than you're just enjoying it. That suddenly it builds into something. Um, so for us, I've been doing it now for I think five or six years. Uh, pretty much you know, every week, uh, there's a Sunday night and a Skippy race on. We've been doing it, and in the last you know two three seasons just when i was about to hang up the boots because i didn't think people were interested anymore suddenly everyone you know recognized it for what it is and just hopped in and and during that time other things have fallen away other long-standing like there was a there were soft races in in uh, the u.s and the and the uk time slots in particular there was the 2k cup um and it all just kind of fell away for different reasons but if you just kind of stuck at it and and really stuck with what you were doing and hopefully produce some good things, people turn up and support it. And to be honest with you, that for me has been the, the biggest reward behind the scenes has just been the community support and the fact that people get a lot out of it. So um, for me, yeah, that's all it takes to for us to keep going. But yeah, look, the growth in the last couple of seasons, and it hasn't been the, the quantity... Um, like I think COVID had an impact in a lot of areas beyond SNL, but including SNL. Um, but what we've retained hasn't been a massive from a numbers perspective, but the quality um, has been immense. You know, um, I, I was saying on the forums the other day, uh, there's been a handful of 5K plus strength of fields in the skips ever. And there's been, you know, almost all of them have been in the last two seasons on a Sunday night. Um, and to have the first 6K soft in a skips. Now, 6K soft in a GT car or some other of these other categories is, is nothing to write home about, but in a skips, there's been one. You know, there's been one, um, and, and we had it on a Sunday night. So, again, support from the community is the standout there, and if people keep turning up, we'll keep doing it. Yeah, that's, that's the key. Community, um, yeah, turning up. The way they are is just amazing. Like you said, the quality, and we've been watching the numbers um, drop off in, in, in everything in iRacing since COVID sort of vanished away. But to see you get the opposite with quality, that's it's been really great to watch anyway. Um, even the, the couple of races I tried to do in it in split 18 or something or other, whatever I was in, but um, yeah, it was good fun. It definitely, like, it, it's one of those pinnacles in a, in the Australian iRacing community, I think, right now. So, um, Look, can, can I just, before we move on, to yeah. hear people like, you know, um, uh, Braden and, and Nathan... And others um, striving to get into that as a meaningful outcome. There are people like Mark Jeffrey I've talked about before who, who's written to me on more than one occasion and said, that's his Formula One on a yeah. Sunday night. You know what I mean? And if, that, if I can give that experience to someone, I'm, I'm just wrapped. Yeah, definitely. I want to quickly jump ahead a couple before we get on to Peter Baxter's one, which is, like I said, I wanted all kinds of feedback, and it is feedback, which is really good to see. I want to jump to Mike. It was one I was actually going to put at the start of the podcast. Um, there's he, he wants us to shout out to Guy Leach, 
who suffered a heart attack last night. Uh, this was back on the 18th of March. He's resting in hospital having a stint inserted. So I hope all that went well. I haven't heard back since, but um, shout out to Guy Leach and hope he is going okay. So there's that one there. But Peter Baxter, does someone want to read this one out? Because I feel like I've been talking all night. Peter Baxter. Uh, where are we? I've lost my page. Here we go. Hey, guys. Good on you all for reaching the 365-day mark. That's kind of cool. I agree. But I will give you some constructive, hopefully, criticism. I got here through the macro scandal because, frankly, you guys were the only people covering it properly. Now that's good, now that's good stuff. The hard bit has been how long your following pods take. Guilty. <laughs> So here is my advice. If you did some time management and kept your pods to one hour or less, you would, you would get many more listeners. For now, we get about 45 minutes of your own racing, which is a bit narcissistic, <laughs> no offense intended, before you get to the news and what's going on. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to see what you have raced uh, in a week and how it all went, but it kind of drools. I could keep this to myself and nothing changes, or I could put it out there and you can consider it, or just write me off your call. If the feedback sucks, let me know. Happy to leave the server if I've caused offence. If not, I hope the feedback provides food for thought and can help you become one of the best Aussie racing podcasts we have. After all, a tight apex saves time and time is money. All the best. That is time is Let's money. Let's be clear. He's been booted. <laughs> yeah, no, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> now he was in chat before. We actually made it very, very clear that we don't care. We're not going to kick anyone from the server on feedback. Um, we want all kinds Next of... Next week we will. <laughs> if, oh. it, if it was feedback on Wilco, we'd all be kicked out already, so... <laughs> That's it. No, one, no one's ever been kicked out for saying the truth. So, And honestly, Braden, we talked from the start. The first thing we ever said, was, oh, well, I kept on talking about was, we're, we're over two hours. We're over two hours. We need to cut this back. That's why we pulled oh, the interview. Originally, it was we're over half an hour. We're over our half an hour. <laughs> to pull it back. So that's why we pulled the interview section out because we're like, oh, that'll bring it back. They'll be both an hour each. It's fine. And then the first episode we did without the interviews was two hours again. And we're like, what have we done? Um, but it is something I've been very much conscious of for a very long time. And as I mentioned before, like I would love to see that section of us just talking about ourselves, which is basically just like a... The idea of that is just, three mates sitting on the couch watching having a drink watching something on tv and just talking about what they've been doing for the week it's that kind of content that i wanted to create that's what i've always created in the past with man cave with tom clancy um with ultra super mega it's that just non-scripted which we talked about before just chatting about what's been going on just shooting the shit with everyone and, and just having a bit of fun then we get into the serious stuff I've always talked about putting the serious stuff at the start and the other stuff at the back and, and all this kind of stuff. And there's never been a spot that sits right. If I had my time to, to actually sit here and produce it properly, I would 100% do what I did before. We record, there's two distinct podcasts there that are an hour long each. And when we're recording them as a two hour thing and we're putting them out as a two hour thing. So what do you, what do you guys thoughts i guess on the two hour podcast that we put out which borders yeah. on three hours when we chuck in all the edited <laughs> stuff <laughs> I, I agree to a degree and like, like you said it's something we've been conscious of for a long time um i guess not not the pushback to that just the the one thing for me that i think comes out of 
us talking about our own racing is those little incidental stories that you know it might be about a pass that happened but that leads on to a story about well how do you actually set up that kind of pass or what did you have to do to try and um you know be patient to to get through um later in the race and those kind of incidental stories if you don't talk it out don't come out if that makes sense it'll just be like ah drove on drove around uh, red bull ring finished seventh came out um you know got on the podium in the the second race and third race uh, had a dnf and uh, got punted that was my week you know and, and it kind of ends there as opposed to um breaking it down now some weeks we probably could be shorter because maybe there isn't really that much to talk about through the races and maybe we didn't actually have any really good talking points coming out of it but i definitely think at times some of the best things that we've talked about have come through those chats together and and um, breaking down the things that have happened throughout those races. And I think, you know, a couple of times we have had people say, oh, really, thank you for talking about that part because, you know, I've found that I do this in my racing as well and it made me think of it from a different perspective and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's just one of those things that's a hard slog, especially for new people who are coming in at the... Look, obviously, our numbers went through the roof with the cheating scandal. Um, and the other thing is I'm not hugely about the numbers. Like I enjoy obviously seeing those numbers go through the roof, but I'm never one who creates content going, how do I create it to get more listeners? But I, like I said, I've, I've always been conscious and, and we've had many discussions about in the past of, of that, that whole two hour podcast. I've never done a two hour podcast before. It's always been tight on the hour. We finish it and that's the end of it. But this one, I've just sort of been letting flow because sometimes it's good content sometimes it's bad content but all the time it's content that's probably someone's going to get something out of as you said Braden, and it does lead to those those interesting things and i think that's where that round table discussion and we've we've thrown things out like that we like we had a full series lined up of talking to just your random everyday eye racer for about 15 20 minutes that was a series we were going to do we just never got time to do it we had a series of just roundtable discussions, like overtaking, like um, etiquette, about, you know, all these kind of skill-based things and just all these different things, rigs, um, all these different type of things that we were going to do. Never got time to do it. Um, so at this stage, we're stuck with what we've got. If we had more time, more hands, we could definitely split things off and, and make, make, make different things under the brand and, and be able to take, cool, so we don't need to talk about this stuff anymore. That's in that series that's where you're going to get it so we can just focus on this side of things but it's like i said time as we've said multiple times time um we didn't expect it to get to where it is right now i would love to have someone covering the the cheating scandal properly and like actually going in investigating things and talking to people but once again time just don't have it so um any other feedback or, or things like that on the on the duration alex john i haven't heard from you in a while do you like the two-hour podcast we put out um for me, I, I discovered the 1.5 times button a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> I, I I can't listen to anything at normal speed anymore, actually. I don't yeah. know if that's a thing, but it's broken it me. Um, so podcasts, yeah, so any podcast is not that long for me anymore. Um, but uh, no, in all seriousness, though, um, along with what Braden said and what I said earlier um, in this episode with on the, the unscripted, um elements of the podcast is what i really enjoy and often that is that that first segment let's call it is where it comes out um 
and you know it's like uh we were talking a few weeks back about our experience of doing the um bathurst 12 hour and uh we discovered that alex uses front tires like um you know the oreo cookies <laughs> or or something which is you know we we've been alex and i've been racing for well i've been on for like five years and i alex a bit longer than me and he's always just said sorry this is like bashing bashing you but anyway he's always said <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, no good in, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm no good in tin tops and all this sort of stuff and it was only just when we were all in the um the car together same car same setup um same stint length that all of a sudden we've discovered this um you know something that's going on uh that could explain all of that and then that's something that you know other people might not even realize that have been doing this for years and years um and you know it just it comes out and then becomes an interesting sort of talking point which um comes out of that that sort of off the cuff format um so for me i like it maybe we can be a bit more conscious of how long because sort of we're sitting here talking and then it's like oh it's uh, 45 minutes already we better get on to the news or something <laughs> like that but but um yeah, I don't know. For me, for me as a listener as well, because you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've listened to every episode, and then I've done maybe I don't know half a dozen or whatever with you guys now. Um, for me as a listener, um, I, I just chuck it on in, in the background sort of thing, and then if, if it becomes droll, then I tune out, and then I pick up on those bits that I like. And for me, I've just got it always playing. So. Um, and and I think you've you've started putting timestamps in now as well, so it's not like you're not obliged to listen to. I do try to. There are sometimes yeah. where the edit just goes up and it just gets dumped, and I'm sorry. That's yeah. So yeah, like you're not obliged to listen to the whole thing if if it's not your thing. That first part's not your thing, and you're here for the the part two segment. Um, go for it. But then at the same time, maybe um, you know, we should come into it. Um, talking about our racing, but then maybe thinking about that one, what's that one key point for the week? Um, you know, like Alex's tyre usage or, um, <laughs> or or whatever it happened to be. Sorry. I don't know. Um, yeah, that but, time but, that Alex McKellar really sucked, we wanted to just pick yeah, that one out yeah, each week. Just, <laughs> didn't, didn't labour it at all. But it's, yeah. just, it's just the most recent one, sorry. But yeah, you know what I mean? Like maybe we come in with that one topic and it, it might expedite that um, segment a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah, look, more preparation would be great. And I love my personal favorite point of this whole conversation right now is I'm complaining about not having enough time and all that kind of stuff. And we mm. dribble on for a two-hour podcast where if I had to just condense that to an hour, I'd have an extra hour of my life to be able to do all this stuff that I want to do. <laughs> the irony is perfect, but yeah, it's... Um, I, look, I, 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 quickly before I get on to Alex, I don't get a lot of time to socialize, to be honest. Like... I'm working 95% of the time. I get some time with my family. I get some of this, but to get time to unwind and relax, this is the time I get to, to do that. And that's where my podcast have always been. It's always been a force of me to get together with my friends to just chat. And that's where the content comes from. And at the end of the day, if someone's listening to it, cool. But at the end of the day, it's giving me an hour, two hours with friends to just sit there and talk about what's been going on in the week, which Part of our our Discord is mental health, and that is a big part of it. But just being able to talk about stuff, whatever you want during the week, and it happens to be a podcast that people want to listen to as well. But 
that's where my so I, that's why I don't put a huge amount of prep into it. That's why I don't put a huge amount of other things into it because at the end of the day, if I shrink shrink that time down, like that's only an hour I'm getting with people where I could be having two hours just and 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 that that hour then becomes more work because I've got to make it, so it's sort of less enjoyable. But Alex, you were going to say? Oh, no, I was just reflecting on. Uh... I think the guys have actually covered what I was going to say in the end, but <laughs> shout out to shout out to Peter uh, Baxter. Um, look, constructive, putting stuff constructively takes a bit of courage. Yeah, uh, Standing up on that and well done, sir, for doing that. The one thing I would say, I, I really, uh, the thing that got me into podcasting originally, both in terms of listening and doing, and everyone probably knows the Joe Rogan experience. Um, what really appeals to me out of that is the long form conversation where um, you you know, you get to dive in and you get to expand and you get to really potentially hear an authentic version of someone rather than a scripted, um, uh, pre-canned, you know, here's what my publicist said. Not that, you know, my publicist isn't knocking down the door, right? But um, uh, I, I think from that element, you get it. I think, could we tighten it up? Absolutely. Uh, even spending 15 minutes worth of thinking about what we're doing uh, in a race to get that message uh, would absolutely be the thing. But I'll stop now because obviously we're going too long. Right? <laughs> now, was Tim, was that Buddy got his thousand or was that you just wanting to put no, a hand here up? Here we go. Here we go. There we go. There's a thousand. Hey, there you go. Cool. We stopped the crowd. Is on the, the crowd has went on the field. Oh, really? <laughs> Yes. One of those moments in history. Wow. Like, you heard it live on the podcast. 20,000 people. Like, everyone. I know this is an iRacing podcast, but for context, for anyone who doesn't watch foot, like, AFL football, like, there's a good chance that this will probably never, ever happen again um, in football. The way that wow. defense, defensive structures and things like that are taken over the game. Like, I don't think people will see someone kick a thousand goals for a very, 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 very long time if. Ever it's, again. It's crazy the crowd. The oh, crowd I, I would have thought the crowd would have been, you know, pretty you know, obviously when um Tony did it, you know, um ten years ago, you could probably get away with it now, but like the crowd is the whole crowd is flocking to the middle of the ground. Isn't five thousand a a stint on the, on the crowd? <laughs> yeah. They just made a mots out of that. Well, when the AFL CEO goes, well, I know I'm not supposed I know I'm supposed to say don't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> You kind of got to do it, right? Yeah, uh, that's something's pretty special. Uh, Tim, do you have any comments on the length, or we're we going to go into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, just just quickly. Like, I think there's a couple of parts to it. I think for me, and that is one. You know, there's a lot of people who said they wanted to be to share their results on the podcast that haven't, and for every reason, it's it's not a it's not finger pointing exercise. Far from it. It's people get busy and to record that and then put it on the podcast is it takes time. Um, but what I would say is that you think about some of the leagues that we have covered um, over the period of time and how they've grown during that period of time. And it's not all because of this podcast, but it's exposure. So I think for those other leagues out there that want exposure, it's, you know, it's, it's good exposure. It grows the leagues. You think about Aussie car during, you know, the last 12 months, not right now, but um, you know, during, during the last 12 months, you think about, you know, even Anne's car, you know, the, the extra attention we're starting to pay to it now because Wilco and I have been racing in it. Um, SNL to a degree, you know, probably not in the top split because there's not a lot of Aussie drivers there at the moment, but in, you know, some of the lower splits, um, 
And then, you know, some of the other previous leagues, you, you think back to, you know, AOG and the Porsche Cup and when Porsche got big, yeah, absolutely some of that was driven by the 992, but it was, we are talking about it and now Alex is driving in that. Uh, you think about Scops and some of the other leagues, some of the, the leagues that are through there. So I think that's that's part of it. And I think what Peter has said is justified, absolutely. But there's also another part to that that I think that people to a degree and why I started to enjoy listening to the podcast. And that was not because I was with Locked On Lads, but it was because I enjoyed hearing the story or the, the story from um, of the drivers getting from one point to another. Like, oh, I'm never going to be, you know, uh, Madison Down, but I'm, I'm a competitive driver and I, I love to be compete with, you know, everybody and I want to get, keep getting better. But I want to know, also understand what people, certain drivers do in certain situations. And I think, I can't remember the exact example, but I think in the last podcast that Brayden, Alex and I did, there was something that popped up and I, I, I stopped the podcast, no, I didn't stop the podcast, but I stopped mid-podcast and said, hey, you know, what do you do and what do you do in this situation? I think those are natural um um, conversations that occur that I think the listeners enjoy. And it goes back to some of the things that Braden said uh, that, you know, without having a conversation about what we're doing, we're not understanding some of the opportunities to talk about and some of the experiences that we've experienced during that period that then we can all learn from. And a lot of the people we talk to aren't, aren't the top 5% of drivers in the country. The people we're talking to are the likely, I'm guessing this, but I assume that they're, you know, the 25 to 75% of drivers in Australia. So, you know, hopefully we can add a little bit to what they listen to and their experience and they can relate to it. And that then, you know, helps them to enjoy the experience with, you know, iRacing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to quickly, I'll, I'll bring Ed, Ed Foster in here in chat, serious comment now. I really enjoyed the episode where you went through all the background to behind trying to make the Daytona 500. Interesting to hear it from that side enjoyed that one and he did message me in the privately to let me know that so um it's, it's that kind of stuff and as you pointed before the results like the results on the news side something we want to expand on but without having a dedicated person to be able to record the news and the results for people it is relying on the community to record the news or not so much it bringing us the news and telling us hey we're doing this in our league i'm happy to sit there for five minutes with someone and record a five minute chat with them about what's happening in their league if there's something happening i can do that no problems at all we can slot that in let's say that five minutes turns into 10 minutes like it always does um you record your five minute bit for for the results all of a sudden you do four or five things like that and our news and, re and results podcast is pretty much done before we even start there's an hour of content we don't have to produce it's, it's already there it's obviously relying on you guys in the community to do it, but it's also um, freeing us up for more time to be able to do other things. And, and, and we've had people do it and that's great. And, and Carl does it week on week. And I know a few people have tried to, but you know, time is, is, is a problem for everyone at the moment. And, um, but if we can get more consistency out of that or, or someone dedicated to chase that up or do that or sit with people and do that, we can definitely then start splitting things up and making things a lot more manageable for those people out there. And I want to give people options. That's the end of the day. That's what I want. Um, let's move on to a couple of comments from some guy called Tim C. I don't know who that is. Um, a big part uh, has been wanting to cover and discuss other leagues, but we always, oh, is this a comment back from Peter? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the one I wanted to get to was, is someone getting sack? Someone getting the sack? No, <laughs> we don't have, we have too much, uh, stuff we want to do with not enough time so no one's getting the sack uh, if anyone wants to leave 
more than welcome to. I, I thank you for your time, but um, no one's getting to sack. In fact, we need more people, more hands on deck. That's, There's the door. That's it, no. Uh, so other than that, we talked about Mike. We've got David Jenkins over on Facebook. Uh, I'm interested on your thoughts on Sims like uh, ACC, uh, AMS2 and R Factor. There's been a bundle going around where that's pretty much been almost free for everyone. So have you guys been doing any of the other Sims at the moment? Uh, not at the moment. I've raced R-Factor. R-Factor was my precursor to iRacing. When iRacing was released, I went, who pays to play, right? Like you, like as in, yeah. you know, subscription-based stuff. And then, <laughs> of course, here we are. Um, but at the time, um, R-Factor was brilliant. Loved it. A lot of Aussie tracks, a lot of homegrown content, you know, racing around, you know, Malala or Amaru or or wherever was was brilliant racing a couple of leagues even raced a v8 in that thing didn't really find open wheelers until i racing to be honest but there was um some people who popping up there's even a, a guy in the Anscar league who wants to race in the same team as in mad dog racing um he uh he's still racing now and he, he had that he had a terrible race when you had your shocker at daytona i think it was uh, Wilco, oh, his name escapes me now, but anyway. Um, so, like, I've been doing that for a long time prior to iRacing, but nah, not not since. A set of course that looks interesting, um, although, you know, Gran Turismo's come out. Any of you try that? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been putting a fair bit of time in Gran Turismo. Um, it's weird, like, Gran Turismo growing up was this massive sim, it was this amazing sim that I was enjoying you know, got me right into it, getting the wheel and all that kind of stuff. After doing iRacing for so long and then jumping into Gran Turismo, I'm like, okay, it's a it's a very good arcadey sim, I guess. It just doesn't feel the same. Like, you feel almost on rails at times. Um, using your controls, obviously, a huge difference. And I'd love to be able to hook the PlayStation 5 up to the rig and, and have a crack at that. Uh, and, and it probably would feel better, but it just feels off. And and no damage, sort of being able to bump off the walls. I've enjoyed it for the. I've said this to a few other people in the past that um, I've enjoyed it for the fact that I don't have to do the set up the overtakes. My car's faster than everyone else. I'm starting from the back of the grid. That's the whole thing of getting through the field. It's just taking that mind stress away from away from it. But it's a very different feel now. Looks amazing, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely not one like. If you set up to a rig, no problems at all. I think it'd be great, and I think it's a really good way to get into Sims, but it just doesn't have the feel of high racing. I said, of course, I tried to get into it. I couldn't get the VR to work properly on it. That's when I sort of walked away from it, but I do want to get back because it had the things like the weather and that, that stuff kind of stuff. So um, the more people out there doing it, the better it is. We've talked about before for, for, for growing everything. So... Um, yeah, they're all good. There's just nothing's got me like iRacing has. Uh, anyone else? No, no, it's the um, it's the human element of iRacing, which is really the winner. Um, like I've uh, I've tried a Seto Corsa, um, but the matchmaking was horrible and the netcode was horrible. Um, you know, even the the cars, the the cars of the other people on the track, they don't move. They don't look to move realistically. Um, I found at least anyway when I was playing just random online lobbies. Um, so that was a big turn off and the matchmaking is not that great. So you've just got all sorts of um, skill levels in, in a race. And so it wasn't close. It's just 
I didn't didn't um, you know ma- match I racing at all in that regard. Um, and I, I played a lot of Richard Burns, uh, not Richard Burns Rally. What's the other one? The Dirt Rally when that came out, yeah. um, which was fantastic fun. Um, but on uh, more on the controller. Um, but then, you know, the new version of that came out and it was basically the same as the old one, except you had to pay for a whole heap of content on the new one. Um, ironic, you know, it still would be cheaper than iRacing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> for me, I don't know. Like iRacing just it has something that always brings you back. And I think it's that human element and the, the fantastic matchmaking, the variety of cars, which, you know, it's a good thing or bad thing, but there's something there for everyone, especially if you go to look for leagues and then you get to leagues and the leagues are so well run and, and easy um, to jump into. Yeah, I just um, and you know my feelings on Gran Turismo now. I played played all the the older <laughs> ones, but just for me now, it's um, I racing or nothing. Yeah, it, I I enjoyed Gran Turismo for the love letter. I think I put in a tweet the love letter that it gave to Gran Turismo fans, um, like the story it tells and and all the familiar you know things that it hits on and and you go oh, I remember this, I remember that. This feels amazing. But yeah, it's just. It's it's different. iRacing's broke me for Gran Turismo, which is sad. But um, yeah. Any any final thoughts on any other Sims out there? Because I just, I don't get time to play it, let alone iRacing, let alone anything else at the moment. So I haven't I haven't really jumped into any other Sims. iRacing was my first sort of four AM because of when I saw the the Supercars E series and kind of went, oh, this is cool. Like I've never seen something like this before. If real V8 supercar drivers are jumping in and racing on it it must be pretty cool and sort of haven't looked back from there obviously played all gran turismos and things like that when i was a kid you know i remember chucking the uh, dual shot controller on the ground and putting my shoe on the uh, analog stick to push it forwards and leave it running for six hours to get you know three hundred thousand credits for a race i didn't actually do yep. um <laughs> but you know yeah i just apart from Apart from that, I've played a little bit of the latest F1 game, but just on the Xbox that I've just got in the room, just as a bit of a like a boredom laying around, I'll just play a little bit of racing on that. And, the, and even just from playing that on controller, like it's not the same. Like you just don't get the same satisfaction from it. So yeah, no, no other Sims for me at the, this stage. Even like Grid Legends just came out. I haven't even touched it yet. I was a huge Grid fan, and even on a controller, that game feels great. And and I followed it, and then but you know. Just can't get into anything else at the moment. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for that question. Um, let's move on to some final comments from some pretty weird-looking people. Um, Jay Kennedy replies to one of our posts saying, who are you? Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, David Haynes replies to that with one-year anniversary of our podcast recordings before they get uploaded. Yes. Yes, I'm sorry about that. I don't know if I can keep apologising. But, um, yeah, sorry for that. They were good interviews, though. Um, hearing about, like, still just go back to David Haynes' one. Like, the, the the journey we went on with David Haynes on his interview, from a cat, from his eating, to his racing in real life over in America, where he just rocked up and the car was... How good was that? How good was that, just <laughs> rocking up at a track? And you got a licence? Yeah, sure I do. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> And and yeah, driving with a stuck clutch for you know part of this um part of this endurance race he does it was at Indy right it was yeah it was at Indianapolis yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of all things to talk about and and 
like he's he's going again this year from what from everything I've seen on his socials. So um, there's just there's more to him than just excellent puns. It really is. <laughs> well, I don't know about excellent puns, but gee. and not not to mention the eating. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the stories of his eating prowess is just phenomenal. And some of the pictures and uh, of, of the stuff he can, yeah, it's just it, it was a a ride. And I'm, I apologize that it took so long to get out, but um, that was just a. a case of time once again as i keep on saying and i apologize for everyone who wants us to to bring out this stellar content to them at all this all as much as we can but yeah my life's been pretty shit for the last six months to be honest so um yeah i'm, I'm glad we've brought this much to you i want to shout out i haven't shared out sponsors yet but uh ash in in chat there uh brewster coffee coming on for a year from the start believing in us from sort of uh, you know only about 15 15 episodes in just coming up with a year sponsorship straight up. Thank you to him. Uh, Clinton Davies, thank you for all the effort he put in with us. Um, we've got a new one coming back with um, 24-7 Race Control or whatever the new name is for that. That's going to be happening fairly soon. So thank you for their support. Um, and, and thank you for everyone's support over the last 12 months. It's been pretty phenomenal, to be honest, um, to see where it's all come from. Um, yeah, I I don't know what else to say about that. But yeah, thank you, everyone. I, I want to give an announcement, though. Right at the tail, why are we doing it now? But we should be doing it at the start. Um, we're coming on board for the Australasian Supercars E-Series Championship. We're going to be their broadcaster as of May 8th for their new season. Uh, so you'll get me and Carl at this stage, uh, unless someone does want to come on and learn how to produce or actually do the production for us as well as the side. We do need more people because basically it's me and Carl doing as many as we can. Um, this is a 12-week uh, start. We will be we covering their oval V8 races uh, for a year on a Sunday night. Of for you, twelve month, uh, twelve races on a Sunday night. Uh, going up against SNL. I apologise. Sorry about that. Ooh, I, I was I was in there. I was thinking, oh, I'll have a word to Wilco. Maybe I can help out. Just no, just the, the wrong night. That one. And then he tells me it's a Sunday night. Well, stuff is all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> but um, yeah, really, like uh, Raymond's been Raymond Yeager's the man behind that. He's been chasing us for a while, and I was you know, getting a chance to get back to him, but um. Yeah, he's obviously through the podcast, he, 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 the content we've created on that and then obviously the start we've had with the broadcasting, which I just want to touch on quickly. Um, we've just got a massive comment just coming to chat, which I'm going to have to get to in a sec. Um, the broadcasting side of things now, McKelly, you've been doing it for ages and, and you enjoy it and, and gives you gives you that, that different thing. But Tim, the broadcasting as a person who watches it and that kind of stuff, like... What you, what what's your feedback there straight from the start? Because I've been like it's it's tough to do it, but how's it coming across? Like what what did you expect to what it became? I guess. Uh, so you mean our yeah our broadcasting? I don't want to talk about what I thought because I'm I'm not watching it from watching it back. But what did you expect to what we put out? Because I'm pretty proud of it. Oh, I think the, I think the commentary was better than I expected to be honest, and that's no dig on anyone. Um, I think. You're a natural at it. Um, Carl, we know, is a natural at it. Uh, he, he loves to talk and, and is able to talk really, really well. Um, he's able to articulate himself quite well. But also, I think, you know, I, I, I and, you know, we talk, you and I talk every single week. Um, so I know how you express yourself and you communicate. But in, in, I barely in the, communicate, in the, to be honest. No, no, you do, you do, you you communicate. Um, there's not, you know, lots of f's and shits and all that kind of stuff. Like 
Brayden, but it's um, <laughs> it's like, you. Excuse <laughs> you. <laughs> Am I lying? Is there any lying there? No. Find the, find the evidence. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, look, I I think you're a natural at. I actually think you and Wilco, actually, as you were in um, at, um bloody, um, oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, Carl. you and Carl actually work really well together because you you to a degree you you're quite quite different. Um, the other side of it, you know, the camera work you've been working on, you've been getting been getting getting better at. The the opportunity is is the overlays and that's on me. So I'll continue oh. to work on that. And I've already, we've already sent through a new deck for new different things. But for me, it's just about uh, developing that experience for the people watching it and making it a more enjoyable experience and getting also our branding. So the, the locked on lads branding aligned with the broadcast. Uh, so that's something that takes time and, you know, ATVO is not a simple program. Um, and then obviously fitting, the, the the software uh, sorry the images into that and the way that appears on TV all looks very different and is its own level of of technical um, space that I'm not used to but it's, Mate, you could spend it's, a lifetime in that thing and never finish yeah hundred percent hundred percent so you know we've got some things that um, we'll go we'll put onto the stream soon which will be uploaded soon and that's just on the next level is just you know you know locked on lads tv 2.0 and that'll continue to develop as we you know as i you know as we see things that we think we need to develop and change and 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 make better for the the experience for not only the people watching it but also the leagues to to, to really enhance the viewing for that league and promote their league um and you know, even you know, I said to Wilco when it was a couple of days ago. After even after watching Will, um, F1 the first weekend, seeing what they've done from last season to this season, going, you know what, that just makes me think about, you know, what can we do this week? You know, it like the little things like the yellow flags. It's such a simple thing, but the way that we've done yellow flags, green flags in. Um, the new update that we'll have on the broadcast soon is different to what we had before and it's different to what Anscar's had before. But then I saw the F1 and, you know, I just didn't even think about it. I thought it was such a cool idea to have the yellow flag around the edge of the, the positions all the way down to the, the bottom and around the bottom and just thinking a little bit outside the box. So that's created a bit of, you know... You literally know, outside the, the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the one the one thing that I... Uh, the, re- the, the thing I moved away from ATVO was because of the complexity and the time, the time that it cost me, honestly, because any idea you have... Um, just takes hours and hours to implement if it's a, if it's fresh and hasn't been done before. Um, I shifted away from that, and it's probably to my detriment because I haven't brought anything fresh to the production value in a few seasons now. But it also came on the back of a period where the investment wasn't sort of growing to anything. So that's one thing that I'd probably spend some more time on if you know, if given half a chance. But the one thing, and I remember what I did exactly what you did. I started looking at some <laughs> F3 broadcasts. I started looking at some F1 broadcasts and all the rest of it. I thought, oh, there's some great ideas. The one thing that I would love to do is the the halo telemetry. You know how mm-hmm. on F1, how they've got the telemetry of the car across the halo when they go to an onboard gyro shot. I, I was really tempted to do that for a long time, but, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> there is so much you can do in there. Like Maybe I can find something for the for the Xfinities. Yeah. A yeah. new version for the Xfinities. 
Hopefully. Because, yeah, it's I spent a weekend, I think, I lost. I don't even know what I did. I didn't actually use any of it, but it's there in the background. But I still can't even get the gridding to work properly at the moment. Um, and, and one thing, uh, we've talked about Jake Kennedy so many times, but I reached out to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll help you out. No problems at all. And this is a, a, a like technically a competitive broadcaster and one of the, the most intelligent men in the, in the production league. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. Someone who's just starting up doing, you know. I have a lot of streams of it and just, yeah, yeah look. Look what I'm doing. This is all good. He puts. They develop their own camera packs for things. Yep. They're all published on Google Drive. You like. You just go. Hey, I said, Jay, can I use your stuff? And yep, no worries. Off you go. All good. How good is it? Yeah, no, he's great. So, uh, we've got more feedback here in the chat. This is one I was going to get to from across the ditch. Um, Chris Cohead. Uh, Cohead. Sorry, I stuffed Eid. up. Eat. Oh. Anyway. Uh, great work, guys, on the one year. I came across the podcast about six or so months ago looking for a New Zealand-Australian uh, iRacing podcast. Uh, ended up using downtime at work to re-listen to past podcasts. I apologize for that. I really do. Um, to catch up on uh, to catch up on the new ones, Luke, like the setup uh, and enjoy your guys' banter. It's a great listen. Have bumped it to one of the on-track in the NASCAR trucks, ah, yes, yes, from, from your livery, um, has bumped into one of you in the tracks. Yes, I do remember this, actually, from livery. Uh, if you want some uh, free, free advertising. advertising, I'll put a logo on my team's car. Yeah, happy to do oh, that. No problem. Yep. Uh, happy to let you do that. Just reach out, let us know. Um, apologies for the bad spelling. Oh, look, that's actually better spelling than I would do. Look at the... Just about everything to do with tonight's production. Um, come and chill with you with with yous uh, instead of come and chill with us. Uh, spelling is not my first and best thing. Uh, Steve Hoppet in uh, Facebook says that our factor was days were great too. So um, Steve Hoppet, Mad Dog Racer himself. <laughs> yep, he's a gun. Yeah. Yes, he's he's become a very vocal uh, supporter of ours with our streams and broadcasts lately. So thank you very much for that. Thank you everyone who does share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. I know I, t- I bang on about it all the time, but it really does make a difference. Just the comments, the the shares, the likes, the analytics side of things just makes a huge difference. Um, we're not very big, so exposure is 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 at a premium. Uh, just one little share or like makes a huge difference to us. I think we've banged on long enough. We are at the two hour and five minute stream mark um, on a podcast where we had no notes, no nothing, just questions from the audience. So I, I enjoy that side of it. Sorry to everyone who's listening for too long. I want to go top to bottom on my screen. So I don't know if you guys know of the same order I have, but just wrap up your thoughts on, I guess, the last year, starting with Michaela. Before we do, no. before we do. Oh, what have I missed? I... I, I... I just want to quickly touch on it. I know it's not iRacing, but surely we have to give some kind of uh, quick summary of the Formula One from last weekend, right? Like, complete set of new regulations, a whole heap of craziness. Can we just do a real quick five minutes? Just give me five minutes. Okay, so we're going to go into the news and results podcast right now, guys. Bang in for another hour. Um, we've got results to chuck in here. We've got F1 form fantasy to chuck in here. We've got everything. So strap in. We've got another hour to go, guys. Go, Braden. Yeah, <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to quickly see what people's thoughts were on on the racing from last last weekend. Obviously, we have got another race this weekend, which is bloody awesome. Like, I'm so pumped to have yeah. racing back to back. 
But like, how cool was it to see a completely mixed up grid from what we've seen from the last like three or four years? Like Formula One for me, apart from last year, I got back into it because I'd been so much into racing through iRacing had died for me like a, a long time ago because it was just the same stuff every weekend. You know, watching Hamilton win race after race after race after race. And, you know, whatever your thoughts and opinions are on last season, for me, it was just good to see someone else win. But to see cars like, you know, Magnussen coming fifth in a Haas, you know, from a team that couldn't even finish a race last year was an achievement, let alone get inside the points. Um, And then, you know, have a race winner like Charles Leclerc, obviously the craziness with um, the two Red Bulls just dying. Uh, like I just thought it was an incredible weekend of racing for me. So I just wanted to get that in there because I thought it was super enjoyable. I don't know what you thought about it, Tim. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think for me, the um, you think about oh, the things that have changed this season and, you know, your, your point about Haas, think about if Mazepin was still in that car and would they have got that result? You know, they, they definitely would not have. Mm. Uh, the way that that shakes up the whole grid, you know, Red Bull performed extremely well as everyone expected. They'll be back. Like their issues have already spoken about. It was a future fuel issue. Um, I don't know if I completely buy it because I don't see how Perez's car locks up on that corner on the first turn one. Like if it's a fuel issue, why does the car lock up on the corner? That doesn't make sense to me, but it makes sense for uh, Verstappen's car. Um Anyway, that doesn't matter. What I'm not a Ferrari fan, but I love seeing Ferrari up the front. I love the fact that both those guys are great drivers and I love seeing them both up the front. I love seeing the fact that Hamilton now has to really prove himself in a car that isn't the best car. And it showed last week because he was still there. He wasn't he was still behind, but he was still there and in the in the in the game. And Mercedes will come back. It'll only take a couple of races and they'll be back in there. Uh, you know, the it's great to see Alfa Romeo, like, you know, seeing Bottas up there, like far out. Like, how good is that? It's such a great result for Bottas, particularly after, you know, being stuck between you know, where they were, you know, from where it was, you know, Mercedes last year now to being up near, you know, Williams, um, sorry, up near um, um, Mercedes. Uh, the two Mercedes, yeah, two Mercedes cars. I think it's just, it's just fantastic. And, you know, this track is, is interesting. There's been some significant changes in the track this week. The, the, the swerving section that everyone was, concerned about last year's had two one and a half to two meters added to each side of the track so that'll take away the a lot of the danger uh the last corners um had a significant change to where they've added a couple of meters to the outside of the track so they can keep a bit of speed through the corner so that'll be interesting but you know it's exciting very exciting i'm excited for it i think it's good to see a change the car's really look amazing on the track i think the new design looks really cool i think the initial pictures of them and what they had was they looked a little bit comical uh, a little bit fake if that makes sense like a little bit um plastic uh that's probably the easiest way to describe but on the track you know painted they look fantastic and what the developments that guys the, the teams have had is brilliant i'm excited about it and you know i've 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 been sucking f1 for for some time now and this is a really exciting change and you know what i'm really excited about the fact that the next race is in melbourne it's in australia and 
there's that's going to be amazing to see the new corners. Uh, I saw the, on a different point. I saw the new corners for Spa, and you know the, the the first development for Spa today on I think it was Instagram or Facebook. They the new corners of Spa look cool, like really cool. Um, you know, small modifications similar to what Melbourne's had. So yeah, no, all good, all good, all exciting stuff happening. Is that enough? Are you guys talking about F one? Two things. How? Hold on. Oh. <laughs> No, it's just how's nobody mentioned McLaren? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I was going, but I wanted to say that stunning, stunning race weekend. Like just all the changes and everything in terms of where the fields are, and the, like I was stunned when I saw the results. Right, or, or you know, watching the race and all the rest of it. McLaren at the back, worst thing ever, and the cars. The difference between the visuals on the cars, how they look from last year to this year. Yeah. It's I don't know. I felt like we've gone from the the '60s to the Jetsons. You remember the old Jetsons cartoon <laughs> with the space age cars and all that? Yeah, they may as well be flying. They look that kind of strange and alien. Um, anyway, but I loved it. It was just brilliant. Yeah, and but think about it too. Land, poor Lando signed a four year contract with McLaren. Are they going to be screwed for the next? You know, until the next regula- regulations come in. Um, <clears throat> who else we got? Um, Jordan. Mate, the only thing good about McLaren was that Ricardo beat Lando. That's all. That's that all. was yeah, I know. Um, but you know, George Russell. George Russell finally in the champion, or not the championship winning team, but you know, in the Mercedes, and he's missed his chance. Like, is he? You know, has he missed his chance to win a championship? Um, Ferrari finally have a good looking livery. I think in like mm. twenty years. How hard is it to stuff up red? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same livery every year, but some reason sometimes it looks rubbish and sometimes it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. So last I, year I think... they added green to it. Yeah. That's why. And this year they've added the. They were moving in the right direction. The there, they should have just kept going with that. Yeah, I think they've, they've finally. Um, I, I think it goes back to like was... the, those nineties Ferraris, right? Like they, they had that dark red. Yeah. I think in the nineties. Um, so that's good. But yeah, um, and make or break year for Danny Rick too. Like if he screws this one up, then he's he's gone. Yeah. And one other thing that was really really cool. You go. There you go. You go. One other thing that was really 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 cool was I don't know. I think it was Hamilton when he came out of the pits after that first pit stop, and his tires were cold, and they were dodgy as. I felt so good about myself when I drive a skippy and we have to change the fronts and I have no control of the car. It made me feel really, really good about myself. I hope, I hope that because um, Verstappen said, why are you holding me back on my outlap? I hope he went back and watched that replay and went, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So how, how which, I know Will go wants to get past F1, but we don't. Um so where what are your thoughts on you know McLaren? Do you think they're gonna continue on this path? Or or obviously there's gonna be upgrades come. How long do you think those upgrades will take? You know, I I personally with I personally think with the amount of sponsors they get, because they're making the most noise about the sponsors they're retaining for a long period of time at the moment. So Cisco, Google, they're some of the, the sponsors. They're they're the big ones that have been announced in the last week and a half. I imagine the story they're selling to these guys is that we've got big upgrades coming and they're going to be here in the next couple of weeks. But I don't imagine we're going to see it before Melbourne. It'll probably be the next, the the because there'll be a gap after that. I don't know that off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I think it's a two or three week gap after that. So I imagine it's going to be that next race. But do you guys think that or do you think it's going to be a, a longer term thing? Correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have a good track record after new regulations, right? 
I think that's something that's happened in the past where they've taken quite a while to catch up. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why this. I can't understand why they're so far behind. How do they go from where they were to where they are? Like them, you know? Have they just swapped cars with Williams or something? I don't know. But I know there's a lot of talk about they're <laughs> developing a, their own wind tunnels, so they haven't had the best access to wind tunnels and things like that. That's something that I did read. The thing for me was like, if Dan, if as unfortunate as this sounds, and he's an Aussie, so I don't want to bag him, but if Daniel Ricciardo had had a bad weekend, you kind of would have went, mm, okay. But with Lando having a bad weekend after some of the drives he's put in over the last couple of years, that's where it's, that's concerning. Yeah. 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 Daniel virus me. He does. He does. He does. Even you know the I know he did a little preseason testing, but uh, but he's you know the timing that he did did was not overly impressive compared to Norris and even what he was doing in the car the other night just didn't didn't fill me with a lot of enthusiasm. So it'd be interesting to see how they go. Right, we'll go. Okay, we're good. <laughs> uh, well, I've just gone to the bloody Discord channel and there's another four messages in here. Um, people want to. They've had two months. No, I've got to go to this one because it's actually Noel's our, our major sponsor. Um, one of the highlights of my week uh, for the last year has been throwing on the podcast and hearing my name a few times uh, has pushed me to improve and put in uh, more effort and become a better driver. Great to be part of the community and the race with fantastic bunch of lads. Um, was also bloody epic. Uh, the Petit Le Mans, that's what it was, and raise all that money for charity. So... Uh, well done. The other Alex, for some reason, forgot to put anything in there and said, "What? what when will a new game of the month be? Uh, it's when Wordle dies. Uh, and there is a new uh, obsession for our thing. There's a new one in there. There's a new one in there. Farmers stealing tanks. What? What? There. Yeah. There was one put in there just before, a new game that we can play. Farmers stealing tanks. Okay. No Apparently. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'll have to look at that later. I don't get I don't time to look at it. it. Anyway, it's, it's buried. It's buried amongst all of the Quirtle and Wordle. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mate, Quirtle and Wordle's my life at the moment. It's the only thing to get me out of bed every morning. Um, Maddie Hunter, the the famed man behind um, performance. I can't even remember what his name, but the Anscar uh, broadcast. Well done, uh, Alex McKellar. Get the hell out of our chat channel. Easy. <laughs> Good. Another thing on here. Uh, we tell you to now. slow down a bit, Wilco, so you won't burn out. Uh, seen too many good people end up leaving racing full time because they are burnt out uh, from trying to do too much. Yes, I 100% agree with you. Um, yes, I, I will slow down when I get some help. Um, and that's mental help, not help from you guys. Uh, Timmy Harris comes in, or Katie as we best know him in uh, chat. Uh, Haynes' interview was also one of my favorite episodes. The Withy back, backstory was the most intriguing and uh, the non-verbal conversation that has been the biggest game changer for the midfield. Uh, and then Alex McKellar replies to that nice one, non-verbal conversation. Non-verbal is one of the best parts of racing. It turns the game into checkers, into... Uh, you could have just said it, mate, on, on live, I think. But anyway. <laughs> turns a game of checkers into a game of chess. That's it. So uh, that's the new name of their podcast, the non-verbal com- communication. Um, head, headed up by Alex McKellar. Look out for it soon, along with Locked On Formula One, apparently. So, um, yeah. No, that's, that's, look, thank you for all the feedback from everyone. It's been a great year. Uh, definitely didn't think it would get to here doing a two-hour and 15-minute podcast, still trying to wrap it up and having all you people still hanging around watching 
uh, and listening to every single thing we're saying and commenting, which has been amazing. But uh, wrap up your 12 months, uh, Michaela, and um, let people know where they can get you as well right at the end because that will just do the whole thing at once. Why not? Yeah, so 12 months. Um... Oh, look, I don't know how to wrap it up, honestly, other than I want to do more racing. Uh, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, we're not all here if we don't want to be racing. So um, that'll about do that. Um, but in terms of where you can find us, of course, uh, Sunday Night Lights on Top Split TV on over on Twitch. Uh, and I've even started up uh, streaming again. Um, other than this week, I've been a bit crook, but uh, we'll expect to be back on there next week, uh, mainly doing skips and maybe some F4s if I... Uh, Work, pluck up the courage to branch out a little bit and of course we'll, I will be streaming our Enduros which is another reason that I've, I've fired it back up which I'm looking forward to Top Split TV on Twitch uh, Sunday nights for Sunday Night Lights Australian Eastern Daylight Time 9.15pm then just switch over because of Daylight Savings uh, which is GMT plus 11 or plus 10 once we switch over in a few weeks um, top split on the top split on YouTube is where you find the re- race replays for now. Twenty sixth full season into our twenty seventh uh, for MNL and SNL, and of course I'm back doing um, lap guides with the great Christian Perez, current reigning Sunday Night Lights and official Skippy season champion, dual champion from last season. Um, incredible Skippy driver, and I get the, uh, the the great opportunity to talk through his laps and hopefully help a few people along the way. The year that we've had, which started, I now remember the very first episode entitled, um, titled, was it uh, Lions, Interesting Lines? Or something along, it, it was all about Perez coming to Aussie Car and racing around Silverstone and taking some extreme. Perez line. The yeah, Perez yeah. line. That's where it started and that's how we're finishing up to one of the hosts doing um, actual lap guides with, with Perez. It's, yeah. Literally the Perez line. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go to let's go to Alex John quickly. What uh, yeah, wrap it up for us. What what do you what do you think? Um, yeah, no, just looking forward. The same same as Alex. Um, I haven't done officials for I don't know how many years now. I'm stuck in league, so um, sort of saying that I'm going to do more, um, which I've said before. But I, I think I'd actually like to make that commitment and um, see where the the I rating will take me. Yep, and you, people Down. can't find you anywhere, so that's the other thing. So just find him as the other Alex in our Discord, lockedonloads.com slash Discord. Just look at Tim's feed, I should be somewhere. Yeah, that's it. Um, Tim, let's go to you, mate. Uh, yeah, so me, last four months. Yeah, look, I think I like I like racing everything on, on iRacing, to be honest. Uh, like I, I was running around in 360 tonight, Dirt 360 tonight, just just practice laps. Um, I'm, I'm loving Ant's car. Even after my dummy spit, I'm going to commit to that. Um, <laughs> World's biggest backtrack. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I was like, what else am I going to do? Officials? Uh, nah, let's just get into it. Um, I know Wilco needs the help, so I'll stick with it, even though he's talking about possibly oh. secret covertly might maybe doing something else. Yeah, um, after all that, I might be the one who's not there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, I am enjoying it, and I'll I'll stick with it um, for the moment, for the time being. And same with um, Gentleman Sim Racing Club on Monday nights. I'm going to continue to do GT3s with Tim Harris on that. We're enjoying that a lot, um, so we'll keep pushing on with that. But same as Alex, I like I 
it's weird, but I really want to do some officials. I really want to do officials. I want to get stuck into that. Um, I don't care about my rating. I just want to get in there and and, and enjoy it. Um, particularly, probably where I put my focus would be GT3s at the moment for officials. And that would lead up into some of the Enduros that are coming up. And, you know, long-term, you think about the next 12 months, probably the part that we haven't covered, the next 12 months would be, I said last year, I'd love to be in Bathurst this year. And I think, you know, I'd be at supercars. I've, I don't know if I can do it, but that's what I would like to do. Um, you know, Braden's, Braden's going to need help at some point um, in V8 supercars to get higher than what he's doing. So maybe I'll have to spend some time there to help him out. Check your front tyres, Braden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to jump, get Alex this, to jump in a, one as well. This is well, a good hack. Not that subject. Where can people find you, mate? Oh yeah, Timmy Buckets. Yeah, actually, I actually streamed tonight just as a test to see how it go. It actually went really well. No, it didn't. Um, but <laughs> didn't it? <laughs> no, it did. Uh, it did go well. I know it did because I didn't drop any frames in OBS, which was surprising. That's a weird, out of me. weird but, thing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it well because I've got fourteen forty screens now, so having three fourteen forty screens and my computer not handling it—that was what I was worried about. So. But what I did have was when I was racing, it was a little bit jittery, which was not, I haven't experienced that before. So I'll work on that, but um, I'll start streaming probably in the next week, two weeks, which is is good because I haven't done that for some time. Um, so Timmy Buckets, Twitch, check it out. Yo. Definitely go check that one out. Um, there's still so much stuff coming in. I just, I just completely forgot Stevie Hopper talks about uh, the community raising over $7,000 for Red Kite charity back um, with the, the special race that they did back. I think it was... Uh, Daytona or Talladega um, for I can't even remember the name of it but yeah uh, that was a really big uh, effort from the community so well done with that Braden I'm, I'm finishing with you because you're where it all started um, wrap it up for me mate what 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 do you been doing what's yeah where do people find you what do you think of last year what have I been doing don't ask me that we'll be here for another three hours to go through all the, the crowd's whole asking for it racing. the crowd's asking for it um, 12 months for me, I like to think a, a large amount of growth in my racing ability. Um, coming from someone who I felt like I could every now and then string together a pretty good hot lap when I'd done a lot, a lot of practice <laughs> to now being able to start to do, you know, a bit more consistently in, in the racing side of things as well. And I think, you know, the highlight for me was getting the chance to making that breakthrough from being 6th, 7th, 8th in the Aussie car stuff to hassling the uh, the green guys and, and Chasty a little bit more and then actually feeling like there were some races that I feel like I probably should have won um, but maybe just didn't have the experience to really nail that last, you know, tenth of, tenth of the race or, or corner. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of really cool ones, like running really, really high in one of the SNL top splits that I made until I binned it into Canada Corner at Road America. Like I thought I was on for like a good top four or five in a really, really strong strength of field. Um, I did have a, a fourth at Snedden, I think, in one of the top top split um, races. So that was pretty cool. And for the future, kind of similar to what you guys have said about officials, I think I'm not. I'm going to try and not do too much league racing in the very immediate future just with work and stuff it's just too busy to commit to doing something weekly so i think i'm just gonna stick with 
scops and trying to make some more races for scops um it was really cool to be able to make my first race in that and uh, it's only second split but felt like a pretty big achievement and i was glad that i could do that for you wilco i know it's been one of your things you've wanted for a long time just to have a, a car running around in the scops um race and then we kind of we kind of half claim chastity he's got us on the side <laughs> of his car but it's not quite the same is it no, it's not quite the same. um so yeah, making another Scops uh, race here and there would be really cool. And then I'll, I'd like to try and do some more officials, whether it's V8s or, or other things, and and just finally uh, get to the get to the point where I can just not care about the IR rating. I, I'm not there yet. I've stayed away from doing a couple of races recently because I'm right on the edge of 4K. <laughs> it's really depressing. It took me so long to get there. Um, but you know, I think I'm just going to dive in, and when I get the chance to do some official races, do some official races, and hopefully end up where my actual IR rating should be for um, the cars that I'm currently driving because I'm I'm not a 4K supercar driver or a GT3 driver or you know um those kind of things so maybe getting a little bit closer to where probably i deserve to be for those um those cars and i guess in terms of where they people can find me i really would like to start doing some more streams the cowboy sam devantier has been hassling every, every time he sees me in a stream well, where's your stream why are you not streaming tonight um so yeah i'd like to try and do a little bit more of that you can find those over at twitch.tv slash the one d wade and maybe make some more videos for the youtube channel here and there as well yeah definitely sounds good um that just leaves it up to me i guess um obviously been a whirlwind of a 12 months to be honest not where i expected it to be at all um the next 12 months i, I can only hope for the same um the same levels where we're at just just keep it going but excited to see what actually does come of it you know we've got massive plans always got massive plans the the, the two biggest things were the two charity drives we did which you know total totaled over almost three thousand dollars uh for beyond blue end for um uh the brain cancer one i um i keep on forgetting it but yeah the, the money we raised for them and the the push behind this this new one will be um, hopefully a significant one, which is really good. Uh, Bathurst 12 Hour was was a highlight, but that was just before the last 12 months. Um, hopefully just getting back in the seat. You guys talk about doing officials and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. I'd love to do officials. I just want to sit in the seat. Um, I've pretty much hopefully trained someone to do my job at work a little bit better. So um, I should be able to step away from work. If, if financially that works for the next 12 months, then it should see me behind the wheel a little bit more creating a bit more content having less uh more time in my life to be able to do stuff for for myself uh and if you guys enjoy what i do the, that i'm doing for myself then cool that's great uh the broadcasting side as i talked about i'm really enjoying that the time i'm spending with carl is really good but then i'd love to be able to do some commentary with you guys as well well when me and brayden have done our famous horrible audio one of a snl split two that kind of stuff you know uh, i think it's just just good fun being able to you know if you can't race you, you talk if you can't do something you talk about it isn't that what you what you do so i can't race very well so i talk about it so um but yeah being able to get in behind the wheel and actually dedicate myself to, to to learn a bit better we've got the new rig hopefully coming with a new house soon with the new streaming room slash broadcasting room so that'll be good fun um but yeah just yeah we'll see what happens see where the ride how the ride um goes i'm trying to read oh, it's braden in in facebook okay something's going on 
Ed's not happy with the response or confused. But you look, you can find all our stuff. My stuff's our stuff. Um, Locked on lads on Facebook is is the main place we are at the moment. I I actually pulled up Wix the other day and and fiddled around with the website. LockedOnLads.com. There'll be some changes coming to that fairly soon. I'm trying to make LockedOnLads.com slash cure, um, which will be our home for our donation page. So that's not up yet. So don't go there looking for it, but it will be up hopefully over the weekend slash next week. And you'll see our big campaign page that we'll have set up um, by Wednesday when they announce the superhero streamers um, campaign. Uh, Locked on Lads YT on YouTube, which is going extremely well. Uh, if we can really push it this next 12 months, we might be able to get ads on there, which I know that's annoying for a lot of people, but it is just that little bit of extra income that we can not have to try and chase up other people for. Um, the, the more I, I honestly, I would like to pay everyone for their work. That's what I want to get to. I, I, these guys, everyone's doing everything for free right now. Um, I don't like that. Um, I, I don't think it's fair, but that's where I'd like to get to. And we can only do that with the help of the community. Um, but I know the, so much of the community is doing it tough right now um, and has been forever and, you know, will be doing it tough for a long time. So I don't expect anything from anyone. And I'd prefer to have that money go towards charity anyway. So, uh, but we'll see where we're at. We've got a few gigs coming up. We were actually getting paid for. So um, if we can spread that money around through through us, and you know makes everything a little bit more worthwhile but like i said locked on lads yt on youtube locked on lads on twitch locked on lads on facebook they're the places you can find us uh we do broadcast every wednesday night for anscar thunder like i said 8th of may we will be doing the australasian supercar e-series on sunday nights uh hopefully if i can ever race in anscar ever again uh you'll see me getting on thursday nights um and we'll go from there and we'll see where else we're at but uh, thank you everyone for your support for the last four months. Thank you these other four people in chat with me for the effort you've put in for the last four months uh, and the support you've given me. And that is it. Um, we will catch you next week with an actual episode. We will discuss whether part of it is live or not off air. Um, but thank you everyone who has made tonight such an awesome night. And we'll catch you next week. Bye for now.